players in that game, but we gave the player of the game to Nick Strasbaugh. I, I thought he, he ran it and caught the ball extremely well last week. Yeah, he did. You know, he had kind of gotten out of the rhythm maybe a little bit on the, the catching end of things there through the last couple of weeks with some of the injuries and dealing with that and, uh, you know, got him back involved in that part of the game. And But you also saw the, the running ability show through, and uh, Nick had a tremendous game for us. You know, he, he broke a record, a school record earlier this year. Brevin Reby is going for a school record for yards. When you're a coach, Matt, do you look at records at all? Do you think that these are, are two big accomplishments, or do you just look at them as, as something that happens during the, the length of the season? You know, for me, I think it's something that, you know, as coaching staff anyways, we look at once the season's over. You know, those aren't numbers or figures or facts that we're paying attention to during the season. Um, obviously, for us, it, it's getting that W on Friday night and uh, trying to put our kids in position to make that happen. And, you know, we're fortunate enough to have some athletes on the on the squad right now that, you know, have some of that type of ability to possibly look at breaking records. But as a staff, that's not something we really dwell on. Uh, it's something that we may look at, too. Like you said, at the end of the season, it's nice to reflect with the kids about, you know, their accomplishments at the end of the season. But uh, especially throughout and, you know, going into the season, we always talk about uh, having individual goals is great, but those are all secondary to to the team winning. Well, now the last game of the season, you've got a chance to equal last year's mark five and five. You've got a chance to finish third. Have you been stressing that to this team this week, getting ready for this game? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we we had our senior ceremonies and we kind of finished around the fire last night, and um, they had a chance to share some things with us, and you know, we shared some things with the rest of the team. And uh, one of the things was obviously this week was about finishing strong and. Uh, as as disappointing or frustrating as it's been at times, we have a chance to finish four and three in the league and finish third in the league, which would be an improvement over last year when we finished fourth. And so uh, that's a lot to play for for us. And uh, obviously playing Smithville, uh, you can throw the records out. That should be a game that we're always ready to go play, being a big rival of ours. And I think the series is, what, 29-28-1 right now. So uh, it's always a great game. Yeah, always a great game between two rivals. They've got a chance to go to the playoffs. They have to win. This is really a playoff game for Waynedale being the last game. So this is a game where there is a lot of meaning to it. It's just not the last game of the season. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the big staples that we talk about in our program is, is finishing. And whether that means finishing a play, finishing in the classroom, um, finishing the game, finishing the half, you know, and obviously in this case finishing the season strong. So uh, it's been a big focus of ours this week. Matt, have you faced a better pair of running backs than Smithville has got in Cody Tipple and Mike Leniger? Uh, probably not running backs. Um, I would say, you know, the dual threat of uh, Ridgewood with their quarterback and tailback in the, you know, kind of the empty set and was comparable probably ability-wise. And even Norwayne with their quarterback running back um, as far as two running, you know, runners back there. But this is the first offense where we've seen um, where you could have two, maybe even three guys there in the backfield at the same time that, uh, you know, you can't just focus on, on where the ball's at with one of them. You know, and when you look at this team in Smithville, you have done a good job. The Bears have done a good job in stopping rushing teams this year. What's been the secret for your defense this year in doing that? Well, to be honest with you, it kind of sounds strange, but it has a lot to do with our secondary. And um, we've been able to allow or trust those guys, I guess, to um, take care of the secondary, which has allowed us to commit more guys in the box. And, you know, we're not a big team. We don't have a, a lot of big butt up front. So, 
Um, by us being able to commit more guys to the box and to the run, that's allowed us to be more successful against the run. You know, this has been a, a young team all year long. You're primarily junior-oriented team, so this season has had to be a learning experience for this club. What do you hope that this team has learned this year to carry over into next season? There's probably a couple big lessons. Number one, you know, as we've talked about, as we've finished, it takes all four classes working together to get the job done. Uh, the game of football is, uh, you know, there's 11 guys on the field at one time. And just to even have a, a simulated practice or simulated game, it takes 22 on the field at one time. It takes everybody to, to be working together and uh, being one big football family. So uh, that's one of the big lessons that we're hoping that we've learned through this year is it's going to take the entire team to be successful, not just one class or one position group. Uh, everybody has to be working together to, to get the job done. And um, Kind of maybe the next lesson is we talked about it early on, and unfortunately it was a bugaboo for us all year, was turnovers. You know, you've got to protect the football. Uh, good football teams don't turn the ball over 25, 26, 27 times in a year, which you know we have through nine games. Uh, you've got to protect the football. And uh, hopefully the last thing, as we've talked about here in the home stretch, is we just got to be a little bit physically tougher and mentally tougher to, to finish games, uh, to finish plays, uh, to fight through some of the adversity, things, you know, control what we can control. And uh, there's definitely some things that we let out there that we could control and maybe allowed some of the things that were out of our control to affect us too much this year. That is Matt Zerker, the head coach of the Waynedale Golden Bears, before tonight's contest. Pat, you heard him talk about the secondary. The Bears have been able to stop rushing attacks this year. They stopped Hillsdale. They did a good job against Chippewa. It took an outstanding game by, by Butler and Breitenstein for the, the Chippewa Chips to beat Waynedale. The only team that's been able to be successful with the rushing attack against this club this season has been Dalton, and that was rather surprising. Yeah, I mean, going to the Dalton game and figure we we throw the ball a lot and be able to stop what Dalton wanted to do, but Dalton's pretty similar to uh, Hillsdale with some big bodies up front, and they got a lot of options that can run the ball. So, um, you know, we just didn't stick to our assignments and didn't take, make the most of our opportunities. You know, honestly, we should have scored 21 more points in that game, but, you know, Dalton pulled it out at the end, and, and hats off to them. You know, you look at the teams that Waynedale has been beaten by this year, Ridgewood, Triway, Hillsdale, Chippewa, and Dalton. Those five teams have a combined record of 34-7. and seven. And just a touchdown here or there in a couple of those games, Hillsdale, you know, you've got to win. Dalton, you've got to win. Waynedale, with this junior-oriented team, could be playing for a playoff berth tonight had they scored just one or two more touchdowns in one or two or more of those games. Yeah, it just goes to show what Coach Zerker was saying, that you can't turn the ball over and all possessions are key. And, you know, it's, it's a bad thing for this season, but next season for all those juniors, they're really learning um, what they need to do to be able to win ball games next year. And they know that they can hang with teams as long as they take care of the football and cut down on their mistakes. Well, last week, as we said, the Bears won over Rittman 49-15. Taking a look at the Smithies, 6-3 and three overall, 4-2 and two in conference play. They're under head coach Brett Bazanson, his third year, 12 wins, 17 losses in his career. Last week, they won against Dalton, 36-18. They've won four of their last five, and they beat Dalton because they did something that Waynedale couldn't do. That was stop the run. Yeah, I mean, hopefully the Bears aren't looking at, well, they beat Dalton and we lost to Dalton. Really, I mean, if you think about it, we sh like I said earlier, we should have killed Dalton. Um, but 
you know, Dalton made more plays at the end, and they were able to pull it out in overtime. Um, but like we said earlier, with the rivalry, you can throw records and everything out the window, and um, we're going to get two two teams that are going to play tough in the trenches and be ready to play some football. The Smithies just took the field. They had a non-conference mark. Their first three games of the year, they finished 2-1. and one. They played Tuslaw, beat them. They played Mogador and lost to them, but Mogador is 9-0. and oh. And Fairless, they beat them. Fairless is 4-5, and five, so their preseason mark, pre-conference mark, I should say, they finished with a record. Those teams combined for 16-11. and 11. Meanwhile, the Bears, Tuskegee Valley, Ridgewood, and Triway, they had a combined record of 17-10, and 10, and the Bears were 1-2 and two when that happened. Waynedale's going to receive the opening kickoff of tonight's ballgame, and we're going to have the opening kickoff for tonight's ballgame here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. I'm Dave Mitchell, along with Pat Mitchell, and we'll be back with the opening kickoff from Smithville, Waynedale against Smithville. We'll do that right after this timeout. When you order an East of Chicago pizza, you'll get a pizza done right. A delicious East of Chicago pizza is created with dough made fresh daily. Your choice of thinner specialty crust, a savory blend of cheeses, and the tastiest topping. It makes your mouth water just thinking about it. Your locally owned East of Chicago pizza in Apple Creek offers subs, wings, salads, and of course, pizza with carryout or delivery. Next time you order pizza, call East of Chicago, a proud supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Call 698-0555. Dave Mitchell, Pat Mitchell, back here at Smithville for this rivalry game. The Bears taking on the Smithville fifth Smithies. The Smithies will be kicking it off. They'll be going from left to right across your computer screen. They are adorned in their home green top uniforms with white trim and black pants. The Bears come out for this final game of the season, week 10, in their road uniforms, white tops, brown numerals with gold trim, and the brown pants. Your officials for tonight's game... Your referee is Dick Miller, David Thomas, the umpire, Jake Chamberlain is the head linesman, and Gary McKenna will be the line judge. The back judge tonight is Ryan Mathis. So we are set to go, back set to return for the Bears, Nick Strasbaugh, Antoine Lewis, Isaiah Menue. Glad to have you along tonight from Smithville on UltimateSportsTalk.com. The Smithies against the Bears, and the Smithville Smithies will kick it off, and it's going to be taken in by one of the upbacks for the Bears at the 26-yard line, and he breaks it across the 30 and out to the 34-yard line where he is brought down, and that was Reed, Reed Stanley. Stanley. Reed Stanley, one of the upbacks, took the kickoff and brings it out, and the Bears will start first and 10 from their own. They're going to spot it right at the 35-yard line. Brevin Reby, the quarterback tonight, he needs 120 yards to break the school record for passing yardage in one season. So we'll be keeping an eye out on that. The holder is Bryce Kaiser with 1,759 yards. He's going to be our halftime guest here tonight. So stick, stick around for that. Out of the pistol, Reby with Stanley in the backfield. Out of the jet, gets it off to Stanley coming around the left-hand side. He's going to be tripped up and down across the 35 out to the 32-yard line for a gain of two on the play, and it brings up second down, eight yards to go tell you what the we haven't even talked about the weather yet we haven't touched upon that this is not the kind of weather we had at home against Chippewa but it's still rainy the field is not in very good shape considering this is week 10 you wouldn't expect it to be especially when they play a lot of soccer over here but nonetheless the field is not in good shape and it would seem to appear that the running game would be the way to go here tonight Reby out of the pistol fake handoff throws it out to the right flat it's a short pass picked up 
and caught by Antoine Lewis, but he had his knee on the ground when he caught the pass. So they're going to mark him right at the 37 for maybe a half-yard gain. I don't know. Do you give him a yard on that one, Pat? Well, they moved the sticks a yard, so I think we'll go ahead and give him one yard. Okay. So they're going to mark him just inside the 38-yard line. So call it third down and seven yards to go. We've just begun from Smithville. 10.45 to go in this first quarter of play. Waynedale got the opening kickoff. Wing formation for the Bears. Receivers out wide on both sides, out of the pistol. Stanley, the setback behind Reby. Reby, fake handoff. He's going to throw out to the right flank, and it is complete to Spidell. Breaks a tackle across the 50 into Smithville territory, and he's down inside the 45-yard line, and a first down on the completion of 17 yards on the play, and the Bears have it, their initial first down of the night. I think that was actually the Nick Straw's ball. Was that Strasbaugh? I yeah. thought that was Spidell. looked like a three, but we'll give it to Strasbaugh. Well, you saw the three, but you didn't see the two. <laughs> <laughs> so a 17-yard completion on the play. Gives the Bears the first down. And they will have it at the Smithville 45-yard line. Spidell out wide left, wing formation. Lewis wing left, moving in motion to Strasbaugh. Handoff goes to Stanley off left tackle, and he is going to be gang tackled inside the 45 and down to the 42-yard line on the play. Smithville on the tackle made by Michael Thompson and Jacob Griffith. Just watching these uh, first few possessions for the Bears, the cornerbacks for the Smithies are 10 yards off from the Bear receivers, so we might see a lot of uh, screen pass attempts tonight. 9.40 to go in the first quarter. Reby out of the pistol. Looks out to the left flat, complete to Spidell. Spidell inside the 40 to the 35 to the 30, flag down on the play. And I think they're going to call a block in the back on Antoine Lewis. He sprung Spidell when he caught the ball at about the 40, but I think it's going to all be for naught. And it is a hold against the Bears, and I believe it was Antoine Lewis that did it. So they'll mark it from the spot of the hold, and it will take it back to the 48-yard line. And that will mark it back to the 48, and it'll bring up second down and 14 yards to go. So how much was that completion? Uh, I had it for 17 yards. Okay. Before the penalty. All right, so in the backfield is Reby. Reby with Strasbaugh in motion, handoff to Stanley. Stanley right up the middle across the 45 to the 40, breaks a couple of tackles, and he's brought down at the Smithville 33-yard line. Nice run by Stanley for, call it, 16 yards on the play. Tackle made by Justin Fath and Bailey Blair. They're going to call it 15 yards, but Stanley with the run gives the Bears another first down. Good opening possession here by the Bears to really move the ball. Reby, with nine minutes to go, throws it out in the flat to Antoine Lewis, and he drops the ball. They tried to throw that quick hitter like you were talking about a couple of plays ago with the cornerbacks playing way off, but Antoine just couldn't bring the pass in. Well, that's what they did with Aaron Spidell, too. The cornerbacks are playing so far back. If you can get a block or two, you're getting 10, 15 yards every play before the cornerback can come up and defend, so... What the Bears' offense wants to do is make these cornerbacks be honest so they can throw the ball down the field. Spidell goes out wide to the left. Menuet slot right. Antoine Lewis wide right. 
Strasbaugh wing right now. He moves in motion with Stanley, the single setback out of the pistol. Hand off to Strasbaugh. Cuts it off left tackle. Inside the 25 to the 20 to the 15, and he's brought down at the 12. Big run by Nick Strasbaugh down to the 13-yard line. First down for the Bears on the run. Nice 21-yard carry for Nick Strasbaugh there. Uh, good misdirection by the Bears. I think most of the Smithy defenders thought Reed Stanley was going to get the ball, but uh, faked it to him and gave it to Strasbaugh. 8.45 to go in the first quarter of play. No score from Smithville. The Bears with the opening possession are driving down. They've got a first and 10 from the Smithville 15. Fake handoff to Strasbaugh. Gets it on the cross buck to Stanley, and Stanley is brought down after about a yard gain on the play by John Kelby, the sophomore, 5'9", 200-pound defensive tackle. Call it a yard on the play. Same exact play they ran last time. Uh, just kind of switched Strasbaugh and Stanley uh, positions there. Obviously didn't work out quite as well. This is reminiscent of the drive that the Bears had last week on the opening drive against Rittman. Reby with receivers out wide on both sides out of the pistol. Rolls out to his right. Looks into the end zone. He's going to throw it into the end zone and it's short. Tried to get it to Antoine Lewis. Good coverage on the play by Smithville's Isaiah Viedor. Big third down and nine here. Uh, you know, Bears can get a first down without having to get in the end zone. Um, but, you know, at third and nine, that's it's not too something that you want to be comfortable with. Uh, you almost have to pass here. But we may see one of those screen passes here, uh, maybe to Straw's ball or Antoine Lewis again. Spidell Emanuel out wide left, Antoine Lewis out wide right. Moving in motion from left to right is Strasbaugh out of the pistol. Hand off to Stanley. Stanley inside the 10 to the 5. He scores for the touchdown. Stanley takes it in from 13 yards out with 7.53 to go in the first quarter to play. And the Bears have broken out on top 6 to nothing here in Smithville. I think the Smithies were thinking the same thing I was, that it was definitely a passing situation. And... They moved Strasbaugh in motion to get that safety out of there and uh, handed up to Reed Stanley up the middle and, and good blocking. He was untouched and in the end zone. Jarrett Wansick will come in to attempt the extra point on the year. In 31 attempts, he's made 25. And the Bears will run the swinging gate, but now they'll move near the center for the snap. Bears on top. They take the opening kickoff and drive it down the field for the score. High snap, but Reby gets it down. Wansick puts it up and through. There's an official timeout on the field, 7.53 left to go in this first quarter of play for Smithville. And your score, Waynedale 7, Smithville nothing. Need a satisfying snack on the go? In your car and don't want to stop long? For over 25 years, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru has been servicing the public and been a supporter of Waynedale High School Athletics. Like the Bears, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru has a history of tradition and hard work. Just stay in your vehicle and cruise in. At the Apple Creek Drive-Thru, every beverage and snack need is met with prompt, courteous service. Located at 23 Main Street in downtown Apple Creek, Art Weaver at the Apple Creek Drive-Thru wishes the Wayndale Golden Bears the best of luck. And we want to thank our sponsors for joining us this year on UltimateSportsTalk.com. We'll be doing 32 basketball broadcasts starting at the end of November. We're going to be doing 10 girls games and all 22 of the boys' games, and we're going to add in, I'm going to play Jim Ross one night, we're going to add in a wrestling triangular meet on January 24th. That ought to be interesting. <laughs> well, we should say that you'll be That's starting right. in November. And you'll be a little busy. Yes. <laughs> so the Bears will kick it off. They're up 7 to nothing here in the first quarter of play with 7.53 
left to go in the first quarter. Wanzik will tee it up and kick it off. It's a short kick. It's going to be taken on a fair catch by one of the upbacks for Smithville, and that is Tristan Stoll who takes in that kick. And it will be first and ten for the Smithies at their own 35-yard line. Now, as we told you before this game began, Michael Lenneker, one of their leading rushers, they've got a dual-headed running attack with Lenneker and Tipple. Tipple is in, but Lenneker is out for tonight's game. Justin Pfaff is the quarterback, and he will bring them up to the line of scrimmage. Handoff going to Tipple. Tipple takes it off the right side, and he's going to gain a couple of yards on the play. Tackle made by Carter Brewer and Dylan Galehouse. That was actually Jordan Buss on the on the carry there. With these dark jerseys and, and them starting to get muddy, it's going to be tough to see some numbers it tonight. Is. Jordan Buss, number 32, with that carry. So he gained two on the play, brings up second down and eight yards to go. Buss and Tipple in the backfield. Fat the quarterback out of the wing. Handoff to Tipple this time. Off left tackle, breaks a couple tackles into Waynedale territory and down at the 49-yard line. Boy, the Bears had him wrapped up right at the line of scrimmage. But Tipple broke some tackles and gained 16 on the play. And that's the initial first down of this ball game for the Smithies. Tackle made by Carter Brewer and also for the Bears making that tackle. Tie straight. Fath is the quarterback, and Justin Fath is a sophomore. 5'10", 175-pounder, and he also plays free safety. Bears getting out of the defensive huddle rather slowly. Out of the shotgun is Fath. Fakes a handoff to Tipple. He's going to roll out to his right, throw out into the flat, and it is complete on the play to Schoenover. 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 <laughs> I was having trouble with that one all night long. Schoenover with the completed pass. He gains seven on the play, and it'll be second down and a long six. Or long, I should say a long four. That's the first completion. Handoff goes to Buss, and Buss is going to take it right up the middle from Fath, and no gain on the play. Tackle on the play by Antoine Lewis coming in from his linebacker spot, making the play. No gain on the play for Buss, and it'll bring up third down and four. Traditional Smithy teams, you'd probably imagine they would they would do some sort of run, but I think Fath is one of the better throwing quarterbacks that the Smithies have had in a number of years, so uh, it's really 50-50 as to what they're going to do here. Fath is going to go into the shotgun with Tipple just off to his left. Receivers out wide to the top side, three receivers. Hand off to Tipple. Tipple is going to take it right into the line of scrimmage, breaks a tackle, breaks it inside the 40, and he's close to the first down, and I think he's got it. Boy, he stripped a couple of tacklers there. Reed, Stanley, Carter, Brewer, and even Dylan Galehouse had a shot at him. He broke those tackles, dove forward for a five-yard gain and a first down for the Smithies. Well, we face yet another running back who's not interested about making moves. He's more interested about putting his head down, and that's what he did there and took on some of the Bears' best tacklers and uh, really showed him who's boss. Vader goes out wide left, fast, under center, T formation, handoff to Tipple. Tipple takes it inside. Kyle Ice with the tackle along with Antoine Lewis, and there's a flag down on the play as Tipple took it to the Waynedale 35-yard line for a gain of four, and we've got a face-masking penalty called against the Golden Bears on the play. 
Kyle Ice, you've got to give it to him, Pat, because he's playing with the injured back. He's been having problems, according to Coach Zerker, for the last couple of weeks with the back, and he did not want to sit out tonight's game. He's out there playing and was involved in that tackle. So five-yard gain on the play, plus I think they're going to call it an incidental face mask. So it'll be tacked on. So call it a gain of three, and it'll bring up first down. Well, I think it's got first down. It's an automatic first down. Yeah, first down and about two yards. So Fath brings them up to the line of scrimmage. Eye formation, wing formation now for Smithville with Fath under center. Ball resting at the Waynedale 30-yard line. Hand off to Tipple, takes it down to the 25, to the 23, where he's brought down on the play by Isaiah Menue, and it'll be a first down after a gain of seven. Well, you can see with Langaker out and Kent Mast out for the Smithies who they're really going to use as their workhorse tonight, and that's something that we kind of assume, too, with, with Tipple as one of their top runners, but he's going to get a lot of opportunities, and right now he's making the most of them. Well, this is a typical Smithville rushing attack, too. Yeah, I mean, new coach, but the formations and everything are the same. You know, something you're used to seeing out of Smithville teams. Wing formation, Tipple the single setback with Fath under center. Sets the team. Handoff goes to Tipple, and there's going to be a delay of game called on the Smithies. So Smithies pick up their first penalty of the night, and it will knock them back five yards, and instead of first and ten, it brings up first and 15. And it will take them outside the 25 and mark them down to the 27. Now the officials are going to confer. I've never seen a huddle for a delay of game penalty. Neither have I. But that... Your head referee tonight, Dick Miller, huddling with the rest of the officials. The only one that they're not huddling with is the back judge, and he's the one that called it. And now they're going to say that Smithville got a timeout. So we'll take a timeout here for Smithville. So Smithville uses their first timeout. 424 left to go in this first quarter of play. And your score from Smithville, it is Waynedale 7, Smithville nothing. Where can you get food? Smoking with Southern Pride, the Fire and Ice Pub in Fredericksburg. Build your own burgers. Try our brisket and pulled pork. And every Thursday night is half-price wing night. Everything cooked to your satisfaction, so you'll come back time and time again. The Fire and Ice Pub, open Tuesday through Thursday, 11 to 10, Friday and Saturday, 11 to midnight, and Sunday, 11 to 8, located just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. Back at Smithville, 7-0. Waynedale on top of it, but the Smithies are driving down the field, and somebody on the sideline, Pat, Brett Bazanson or whomever his assistant coaches were, called that timeout just before the back judge dropped the delay of game play. Yeah, a little little weird that they would have to huddle so much for that. You would think that the sideline referee would come screaming in with his whistle if somebody tried to call a timeout, but uh, whatever the case was, Smithville was able to get the timeout in time. So after that timeout, the first of the ball game, Smithville will have it. First and 10 at the Wayndale 23-yard line. Handoff to Tippett. Tipple will take it into the line, and Tipple goes right up to the 20-yard line, inside the 20, just outside the 19-yard line for a gain of four on the play, and it's second and six with 4-10 remaining in this first period. Well, I tell you what, if you play quarterback for the Smithies, you have to be in shape because they run the quarterback to the sideline every single play after every play to get the next play. I've always wondered why they did that, and 
it, it's just an interesting thing to do, but you're right. They've got to be in shape. Tipple in the backfield along with Buss. Fath, the quarterback, out of the spread formation. Hand off to Tipple. Tipple takes it right into the heart of the line, and he's going to be down at the Waynedale 11, uh, make it the 16-yard line. So a gain of three on the play, and it's third down and a short three. Nice job by Carter Brewer to come up from his linebacking position and kind of lay a good smack on the tipple. That's what the Bears got to do tonight is is just, if he's going to be running the ball a lot, they got to get in uh, a good, solid tackles on him. Ball resting just outside the 15-yard line of Waynedale. Fat, the quarterback, under center. Wing formation. Now T back, backfield. Handoff goes to Tipple. Tipple goes inside off left tackle and takes it down to the Waynedale 5 where he's got a first down on the play after the gain of 6. And it's just been the Tipple show on this one. He's got 7 carries so far unofficially for 45 yards. And Smithville has it first down and goal to go at the Waynedale just inside the 10-yard line. Coming out wide right is Vieter. Single setback is Tipple out of the wing formation. Hand off to Tipple inside the 10. Gang tackled by Waynedale. He just will not go down. Boy, he is reminiscent of John Reagan's Larry Zonka and all the old-fashioned fullbacks, and he takes it down near the seven-yard line for a gain of three. Yeah, I think he, he realizes with other running backs being out that He's got to step it up and really carry the load tonight. And so far, he's doing a great job at it. Yep. On this drive, he's carried the ball eight times so far. Second and goal from the Waynedale seven for the Smithies. Fath out of the T formation. Handoff again to Tipple. Tipple takes it off right tackle, and he's stacked up and down right at the line of scrimmage. Tackle on the play by Dylan Galehouse. Isaiah Menuay, Carter Brewer, and the rest of their friends. I think that was actually Jordan Buss there. Was it Buss? <laughs> yes. One's 32 and one's 22, and it's, you know, as I said, with these jerseys starting to get muddy, it's kind of hard to see their numbers. Um, but we're doing the best we can up here. And the windows are kind of foggy. So Tipple is the single setback. Fath is going to be out of the... Shotgun on this with a minute 22 to go, and now there's a timeout on the field taken by Waynedale. So the Bears will take the timeout, and we're going to keep it right here at Smithville. Both teams have taken the first possession and driven it right down the field using primarily the running attack. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Golden Bears did it in typical Golden Bear fashion that we've seen this year, using the running game with Reed Stanley and Nick Strasbaugh, and then when you need to, use the pass. And then Smithville's doing it in typical Smithville fashion with keeping a, keeping the ball on the ground for the most part and um, waiting until that back judge raises his hand for five seconds left on the game clock. And, uh, you know, they're, they're just doing what they, they want to do, and they've taken almost seven minutes off the clock uh, just in their first possession. They're really a throwback. Everybody's using the spread now. Everybody's using the hurry-up offense. And Smithville goes primarily with a no-huddle, but they take their time using the clock. Yeah, they do. I mean, they they are in no hurry to, uh, to let other teams get the ball. And if they can control the clock, then they are perfectly happy. So it'll be third down, goal to go from the Waynedale, seven-yard line. 
out of the shotgun is Fath. Tipple to his left. Three receivers out wide left. Nobody down here on the right side. Handoff goes to Tipple. Off right tackle. Cuts inside. Breaks the tackle. Dives into the end zone for the score. So Tipple takes it in from the seven for the score. And the Smithies have pulled to within one. Boy, that was the Cody Tipple show. Nine carries on that drive for Tipple for 55 yards and the touchdown. Yeah, he was very patient on that last run to let his blockers get out in front of him and wait for the hole to open up and dive into the end zone. He came into this game with 870 yards rushing and 10 touchdowns. That's his 11th of the year. Now coming in to attempt the extra point for the Smithies will be... Looks like James Schaefer. That's Jason Schofter. Jason 68. Schofter. 68. He's going to put it up and through. And Smithville has tied it up on the extra point by Jason Schofter. So it is 7-7 with a minute 17 left to go in this first quarter of play. And both teams, with the condition that this field is in, we talked about it earlier, not in very good shape. Of course, Smithville doesn't like to throw anyway, but both teams just dared the defenses to stop the rush, and neither defense could. Yeah, I mean, and we saw on that last uh, play there before the touchdown, Smithville kind of took a page out of Wayndale's book. They're gonna, they know that our secondary is manned up with their receivers, so they're gonna put some extra receivers out there, so we have to match up and take the safety out of the box and uh, they're going to let their blockers do their job, and they're going to count on Cody Tipple to be able to break a tackle or two to gain some yards, and that's exactly what he did. So it'll be Schofter to kick this one off with a minute 17 to go in the first period of play. We're tied at 7. I'm Dave Mitchell with Pat Mitchell here at UltimateSportsTalk.com. Waynedale High School Football, Game 10, final game of the year of this high school football season. Schofter will kick it off. And it's a short kickoff. It's going to be taken in by Isaiah Menue at the 25 to the 30. He breaks into the clear, and he's gone. All he's got to do is beat one man to the 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 10, 15, and he's struck down behind on a horse tackle. But no penalty flag on the play. Now comes the penalty flag from clear over on the right sideline. That was a clear horse tackle, and he was brought down at the five-yard line. Wow. I don't know how the official that was right next to the play that blew it dead didn't call the horse tackle. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, it was it was pretty obvious. Um, and now well, they're, they're going to wave it off. Maybe gonna, that's not a rule. In, in, I don't think the horse collar tackle is a rule in high school football, which, you know, if, if the NFL does stuff for player safety, it ought to be adopted by the college and the high school levels for player safety. Well, it is in the college. I know that because I've watched it. I've seen it. They, they call it, but here it was not called for whatever reason. So Isaiah Menue, he found a crease, and he broke it all the way down to the five-yard line, and the Bears have it first and ten with a minute five to go in the first quarter. First and goal, I should say, from the Smithville five. Moving in motion, Strasbaugh from right to left. Handoff to Strasbaugh, off left tackle. He stumbles, dives to the one-yard line. Boy, that was a great play by Smithville's outside linebacker, Ryan Smucker, the senior, 6'1", 180 pounds, playing his last game to save the touchdown by Strasbaugh. Four yards on the carry, and he'll bring up second and goal from the Smithville one-yard line. Out of the pistol is Reby, wing formation. Out wide left is Fidel. 
Moving in motion is Strasbaugh. Hand off to Stanley into the middle of the line. Drives into the end zone, and he is in for the score. So Reed Stanley takes it in with 29 seconds to go in the first quarter of play, and the Bears, after the great run back by Isaiah Menue, have regained the lead at 13-7. Well, that's, you know, going back to Isaiah's run back, that's something the Bears have wanted to do all season because teams are keeping it away from Nick Strasbaugh as the kick returner, and if you try to kick it to an up back, if he can bring it back 70 yards, then uh, they may think twice about actually kicking it to the upbacks. That's what they needed, and Menuhin got it. So the Bears have regained the lead. Wanzik in to attempt the extra point. He's one for one tonight. Reby the holder. Snap is high, but Reby gets it down. Line drive kick is up, and it's good. Reby did a nice job of getting the ball down on the tee, and Wanzik pushed it right through the uprights. He is now two for two tonight, and 27 for 33 on the year in extra points. That's something that Waynedale hasn't had in years past. Schludecker was the last really good kicker I think the Bears had, Pat. Yeah, Brock Schludecker was was a very good kicker uh, for the Bears, but really since then, um, not to my memory, they've had a, a good one, and that was a, a real something last year that hurt the Bears was not having a field goal kicker or an extra point kicker. They would try to go for two every play, and and sometimes you get it and sometimes you don't. But, you know, Jarrett being a junior, he'll be back next year with this squad. So, you know, if they can rely on him to kick extra points next year and, and put him through consistently, that's just another weapon for the Bears. It really is. Wanzik will kick it off. And, of course, the Bears for the last few years have just used the squib kick or the, the uh, pooch kick is what they call it. And Wanzik right now with the lead 14-7. to and 29 seconds to go in period number one. Will kick it off from right to left. And he kicks it, and it's going to be taken. It's going to bounce at about the 23. Gets right past by Ador, and it's going to be picked up, and he's going to be Fumble. brought down. Fumble on the play, and it is picked up by the Bears. The Bears have recovered the fumble. At the six-yard line, make it the seven-yard line. Smithville just let the ball bounce in front of them. And then it was picked up, and then I think it was Isaiah Menue that hit hit him. That was Antoine Lewis hit him. I'm not quite sure who picked the picked up the fumble. But the Bears recover the fumble, and it'll be first and goal again from the Smithville seven yard line. Boy, what what a break for the Bears on that one. Yeah, that was huge. You know, a lot of the confusion there for the uh, kick return team for Smithville and took a Waynedale bounce and uh, Antoine was able to hit him and cause the fumble. Reby out of the pistol. Moving in motion is Strasbaugh. Handoff on the cross buck goes to Antoine Lewis. He takes it inside the five down to the three. What a well-designed play. Lewis got it from the wing back position. They faked the handoff to Stanley and gave it to Lewis. So a gain of call it three on the play and it brings up second a goal from the four. I think that'll probably be the last play of the quarter. And that will be the final play. Nope. They, well, the clock has stopped with six seconds to go, and I think the Bears took the timeout. I wouldn't see, you know, the No, referees. now they're going to run it down. The, the clock had actually stopped, and now that will be the end of the first quarter. So we've played one here from Smithville. And your score with the Bears knocking on the door, entering the second quarter. It's Wayndale 14 and Smithville 7 family. At the time you need them the most, they are there. So is the Spidell Funeral Home. 
They have been family-owned and operated for over 125 years, so they understand family. When you come in, the Spidell Funeral Home will walk through the process with you, assisting you in your choices. That's how family works. The Spidell Funeral Home, in two locations, on Main Street in Mount Eaton and on Chestnut Street in Brewster. The Spidell Funeral Home, just like family, there when you need them. Back at Smithville, 14-7 as we enter this second quarter of play, but the Bears knocking at the Smithville door as they have it. Second down and goal just outside the Smithville four-yard line. And this is where things in the Smithville press box get rather cozy. Yes. Because it's hard to see down on this end of the field. Reby out of the pistol. Fake handoff to Antoine Lewis. Handoff to Stanley. Takes it off the right tackle and into the end zone for the score. There's no sign by the official yet, but he's three yards deep into the end zone, and now they're going to call it the touchdown. So the Bears score the touchdown by Reed Stanley on a four-yard scamper, his second of the night. And it is now 20-7. to The Bears on top, and we've only played four seconds of this second period. Wanzik seems like he just tried an extra point, and now we've got a flag down, and it's going to be illegal procedure. The Bears tried that swinging gate, and the side judge called an illegal procedure. Now he's going to go talk to the head referee. I think Matt Zerker agrees with it because it looks like he's telling the team what they did wrong, but the official is taking more time telling the head referee what he did wrong than it took Matt Zerker to figure out what the Bears did wrong. So now the officials are going to be talking it over. Tell you what, there's been a lot of conferences tonight between the officials. Yeah. And no flag. They're going to wave it off again. So they wave off the penalty, and Wanzik will attempt the extra point. No penalty on the Bears. Just Let's just call it an inadvertent whistle. Yeah. So Wanzik will come in to attempt the extra point. Reby the holder. Snap low, but Reby gets it down. Kick is up. It's a low-line drive, and that one's no good. So Wanzik missed it. We're going to keep it right here. 11.56 to go in this first half of play. Don't forget, at halftime, we will be talking with Bryce Kaiser, who holds the Waynedale school record for most yardage passed for back in the 2003 season for the Waynedale Golden Bears. Brevin Reby needed 120 yards to break that record coming into tonight's game. And so far, this is just my calculations, but he needs, he's got 22 yards, so he needs another 98. Uh, update on a score. Uh, really the game that everybody is looking at, um, Hillsdale and Dalton, uh, especially over there in Doylestown, those people uh, would like Dalton to pull off the victory. After one quarter, it is tied 0-0. Yeah, if Dalton pulls that off, if, if Chippewa pulls, you know, Chippewa would move into a tie, but Hillsdale would still win the conference because of the head-to-head. Well, the, I mean, both teams would technically be champions. Um, but, it, yeah, if you would look at it like that, Hillsdale, you know, would, would technically be a champion. But because there's no tiebreaker and they go by records, both teams would be co-champions. 
Okay, Swanzik is going to squib kick it. It bounces over one man's head for Smithville. There's a fight for the ball. Smithville says they've got it, and they do. Boy, it was covered up right away by Spencer Anderson for the Smithies. Bounced over one of the upbacks' heads right away, and Spencer Anderson jumped on top of it to save the day for Smithville again on another kickoff. The Bears had, were very close to recovering that one, too. It bounced past about four guys, and nobody actually wanted to pick it up until Spencer Anderson just decided to fall on it. 11.56 left to go. Viator comes out wide to the left. Colin Cottrell lines up wing left now out of the T formation for Smithville. Fath handoff goes to Tipple. Tipple slips and falls down on the play. No, that's Buss. Excuse me, Buss with the carry, and he slipped and fell down after a gain of a yard. He's well, carried the ball four times tonight for three yards. Surprisingly, you know, with the field being in the condition that it is, that's really the first noticeable slip that we've seen tonight. Viator comes out wide to the left. Cottrell comes out split left. Fath out of the shotgun with Tipple in the backfield. Throws it out onto the right-hand side, and it is complete at the 30 and knocked out of bounds at the 33-yard line. Is Shawnover. Shawnover with the completed completion. Takes it out to the Smithville. They're going to call it the 33-yard line, so a gain of eight on that completion. Brevin Reby had a chance to intercept that ball flat. Just kind of threw it, and Brevin was right in the flats, but he just couldn't get his footing to be able to come back and intercept that ball. And if he would have, he was he was going for a touchdown. Fath under center out of the T formation. Handoff goes to Cottrell, and it looks like yeah, that no, that's Bus. No, I'm wrong again. It's Tipple. Tipple. Boy, it is hard to see these numbers up here. I'm sorry. So Tipple takes it right into the line of scrimmage, and that'll bring up on third and one. It'll bring up fourth and one after a two-yard gain by Tipple. So Smithville looks like they're going to go for it. Fourth down and less than a yard at their own 34-yard line. Fath under center, barks out, trying to draw the Bears off sides. Not sure if they're going to run it. And now Smithville is going to use a timeout. So they were just trying to get the Bears to jump offside and couldn't do it. So there's a timeout on the field, and we'll keep it right here again. 10.36 left to go in this first half of play. 20-7, to 7, Waynedale on top. You know, I really wouldn't be surprised either to see Smithville, you know, playing for a chance to get into the playoffs to come out and go for this uh, fourth, and it's really about half a yard that they need to get. Um, you know, if they don't get it, the Bears will have great field position, but I think they're actually going to go for it and uh, try to get this half a yard because they haven't had any negative plays tonight, so you got to trust Cody Tipple to, to get this one yard. Yeah, you've got to actually challenge your offensive line, I would think, to get this. It's not even a half yard. It's, it's more like the length of the football. They've got to get it to the 35-yard line, and the ball is resting just over about the 34-and-a-half, and Smithville is going to go for it. They're going to try it on fourth down and less than a half a yard. Full house backfield. In the backfield for Smithville. Fath out of the under center. Takes the snap. Hands it off to Tipple. Tipple takes it into the line, and he just barely makes the first down at about the 36-yard line, just over the 35. 
but he makes the first down for the Smithies, and they keep possession. Yeah, I think everybody in the stadium knew who that ball was going to, but, um, you know, even if you know, you gotta you got to stop somebody, and Cody Tipple's just been a man tonight running the football, and, you know, he's, he hasn't had any negative plays, and he's been able to, to really tear up the Bear defense. He's pretty close to the best running back I think I've seen this year out of the Wayne County League. He just does not seem to want to go down. Wing formation, Fath under center. Single setback is Cottrell. Sconover is going to throw the ball. He throws it upfield. He's got Viator, and it is it knocked almost knocked away. It's complete to Viator, and he's going to take it in for the score. Boy, Spidell went up to try to tap it away, and it went right over his outstretched arm. 65-yard pass completion to Viator and Smithville has pulled to within a touchdown at 20-13. to 13. Yeah, really kind of reminiscent of uh, the Chippewa game. Aaron Spidell didn't have too bad at coverage, um, and we've talked to Coach Zerker, and he said he's one of the best defenders at playing the ball at the, at the Pico, and he jumped up and just wasn't able to get a finger on that ball, and uh, Viator brought it in and didn't have anybody to really compete for him scoring a touchdown. Well, it looks like Smithville is going to go for the extra point, and they will be. It just took their kicker, Jason Shafter, a few minutes to get the tee and his kicking shoe on. So now he'll come in, and now Smithville's going to be forced to use a timeout. And that's their final timeout. That is their final timeout. 9.57, and again, we will we'll keep it right here. I thought there for a second he signaled timeout, but then he asked at the play clock started yet. So 9.57 to go in the first half of play. 20-13. to 13, The Bears on top of this one but Smithville will go for the extra point. Like you said, boy, Spidell had great coverage. He just jumped to try to tip that pass away and Viator came down with it and he was gone. There was nobody back to even stop it. Yeah, I mean the teams that have been really successful with the pass minus Triway are the teams that we have not expected to pass. Um, but you know, they'll just lull you to sleep and lull you to sleep, and then Smithville is going to pull out a trick play, reverse pass, and they were able to complete it, and like I said earlier, they're going to pull out everything they can to give themselves a win to try to make the playoffs. So Shafter will attempt the extra point here from Smithville, 9.57 to go in the half. Snap is good, kick is up, and Shafter puts it right through. There's an official timeout on the field, 9.57 left to go in the first half of play from Smithville. Your score, Waynedale 20 and Smithville 14. Do you own or manage a business, work with school athletics? Make a great first impression with Murphy's Promotions. Make your name known. Murphy's Promotions will make your business stand out from the crowd. Murphy's Promotions specializes in silk screening, custom embroidery, and promotional products. Brand your business today by using Murphy's Promotions. Use your logo on shirts, hats, jackets, bags, and much more. Murphy's can also take care of your promotional products, pens, pencils, bags, and blankets. Murphy's Promotions, 330-464-1970. Back at Smithville where your score here in the first half, 9.57 to go in this first half of play. It is 20-14, Waynedale on top of it. And, you know, they always say this is a game of inches, and that's what caused that pass completion to... Isaiah Viedor to be complete. Shafter will 
come in to kick the ball off. Nick Strasbaugh set back to return at about his own 15-yard line. Shafter is going to squib it. It's going to bounce over the head of Fincham. Taken on the play by Stanley at the 33. Takes it outside the 35 to the 37-yard line. So before tonight, I don't think Reed Stanley had a kickoff return, and tonight he's had two. Yeah, he's, he's used to more uh, blocking for Nick Strasbaugh or, or Isaiah Menue, who's had some kickoff returns, but... You know, he's he's really a scary option, too, if he gets the ball and, and he's able to break a little seam. You know, he's another kid that that's going to be gone off to the races. 9.53 to go in the first half, 20-14. to 14. Wayne Dale on top of this one. Reby brings the Bears out. They've got stack receivers on both sides. Spidella Menue out top side. Antoine Lewis and Nick Strasbaugh on the near side. Reby. Fake handoff, drops back. No, he did hand it off to Stanley, and Stanley takes it outside the 40, out to the 41-yard line. Gain of five on the play, and it'll bring up second and five for the Bears. That was a good play and formation for the Bears on first down. I think they really wanted to see with that stack look what the Smithy defenders will do here, and they're going with the same look, and I wouldn't be surprised if they pass the ball here. Yeah, Smithville, they've really got no safety in the middle of the field. Reby out of the pistol. Handoff goes to Stanley right in the middle, and he's going to gain a yard on the play. Boy, gang tackled there by the Smithies on the play. Brent Rosenbroom, he is a junior, 6'5", 205-pounder. So give Stanley a yard on the play, and it'll bring up third down and four. Unofficially, Stanley with nine carries tonight, 53 yards. Again, same formation, stack receivers out to the top side and the near side. Reby throws it out into the flat to Strasbaugh. Strasbaugh runs over a Smithville defender, but is then tackled right away by another Smithville defender, that being Trent Shane, the freshman. And just a gain of a yard on the pass. They're going to put it out at the 44-yard line, and Waynedale will have to punt the ball. I don't think we'll... We'll see that formation again from the Bears, but I don't think we'll see a screen out of it. We might see uh, some crosses or some short slants uh, for the Bears to get Nick Strasbaugh or Antoine Lewis or Aaron Spidell out in some space. Yeah, that looked like a formation that they will keep for later on. Wanzik is going to punt the ball away. It was almost blocked by Smithville, and it will be bouncing inside the 10, and it will be downed by Nick Strasbaugh at the 10-yard line. 46-yard punt on the play by Jarrett Wanzik, and it was almost blocked by Smithville. It was a high snap, but Wanzik got it away, and Smithville will take it over first and 10 from their own. Let's just call it the 10-yard line. It's been a good one here from Smithville, 8.06. Luckily, the rain has stayed away. Good crowd here tonight for Waynedale. The stands are about three-quarters full. A lot of umbrellas on this side for the Smithy fans with 8.06 left in this one. And coming out to the line of scrimmage is Fath, Tipple, Single setback out of the wing formation. Fath hands it off to Tipple. Tipple takes it off left guard, and he's going to struggle his way right out to the 15-yard line. Well, he just will not go down. He's not that big. He is a 5'11", 190-pounder. But, boy, he's got strong legs and just continues to churn. Yeah, he's a, he's a strong kid, and if the Bears can figure out how to limit his runs to 2 to 3 yards instead of 5 plus yards um, they're going to be successful tonight but they got to figure that out well remember they had that problem at Hillsdale and against Dalton too 
but they seem to be pretty good on second and third. Tipple on the handoff, takes it across the 20. He's got the first down out to the 24-yard line. Gain of nine on the play for Tipple. And another first down for the Smithies. He's got 71 yards on the ground on 13 carries so far tonight. Coming into the ballgame for Waynedale, Cole Geyser. Sophomore, 6'1", 220-pound defensive tackle. Into the game, leaving is Kyle Ice. Bears want to get some more stoutness on that defensive line. Fath, under center, out of the full house backfield, hands it off to Buss, and Buss is going to take it that right was, into the line. Was that Tipple again? That was Tipple again. Tipple again. He's going to take it out across the 30 to the 30. Going to mark it just shy of the 31, so a gain of another five yards on the play. I'm just going to start saying tipple. I think that would be your best bet. <laughs> on every carry. Because it is hard to see the numbers with the mud on them now. Cottrell is lined up in the backfield along with tipple. Fath under center. Handoff goes to tipple. Tipple off right tackle. Takes it out to the 35-yard line. He's got another gain of five. And it appears to be a first down for the Smithies. And now they're going to mark him just shy of the 35. They're going to say he's out to the 34, so only a gain of four, and it brings up third and one. Once, once again, another uh, situation where third and short, you would imagine that the uh, Smithies are going to be able to get this. Very good. So with the football, the Smithies, third down, less than a yard. Fath turns around, hands it off to Tipple, jumps a tackler, takes it across the 40, out to the 45-yard line. So a gain of 11 on the play for Tipple, and it's another Smithville first down. The Bears are going to have to, at halftime, they're going to have to do something about stopping these guys as far as the rushing attack is concerned. Well, it's, you just got to challenge the defensive line and the linebackers. They're getting them hit at the line of scrimmage or in the backfield, but he's breaking tackles and able to get more yards. Cottrell on the right side, Tipple on the left side, out of the T formation. Fath sets his line, fake handoff. He's going to throw the ball over the middle to Sconover, and it is Shonover, and it is incomplete. Shonover jumped to try to catch it. Back with coverage, Brevin Reby and Aaron Spidell. So the incompletion, and that's the first incompletion of the night for Justin Fath. Brings up second down 10 from the 45. Again, T formation. Wing on the left-hand side is Cottrell. Fath, handoff to Tipple. Tipple off left tackle across the 50 into Waynedale territory and down to the 48-yard line. So a gain of seven on the play. And Smithville brings up a third down and five. Carter Brewer with the tackle. Into the ballgame now another defensive lineman, Ben Farrar, for the Bears, the freshman. You see the Bears' defensive line is getting tired. They, they got a lot of white jerseys in there, which means they haven't played much tonight, and they're the second or third teamers. you know. And the Smith, the offensive line, is just making them tired. Buss and Tipple in the backfield. Hand off to Tipple on third and three, and he takes it inside the 45. Almost broke a tackle by Nick Strasbaugh and takes it down to the Waynedale 40 for another gain of seven yards, and Smithville continues the attack. Another first down at the Bears' 40-yard line. 
That puts him over 100 tonight unofficially. I've got him for 18 carries for 102 yards. First and 10 for the Smithies, 442 to go in this first half. Faf out of the tee, handoff to Tipple again. Nope, Faf keeps it on the end around, and he's going to be stacked up at the line and down. Nice play by Ben Farrar, who just came into the game. Nick Strasbaugh and Reed Stanley. So no gain on the play for the quarterback, Justin Fath. That was his first carry of the night, and it'll bring up second down. They're going to give him maybe about a half a yard. That's generous. 4.14 to go in this final game of the year from Smithville. T formation on the wing is Cottrell on the left-hand side. Fath turns around, hands it off to Tipple. Tipple across the 35 to the 30, and he's brought down at the Waynedale 27-yard line by Dylan Galehouse. Got a penalty on the play. Penalty on the play, and it's going to be a hold against Smithville. It is. It's a hold against the Smithies. So that'll negate a big run of 13 yards by Tipple. Shane Weaver coming back into the ballgame for Waynedale. As you said, Matt Zerker and the rest of the Bears are trying to keep that defensive line fresh. That's going to knock the ball back to the 47-yard line. So it'll bring up second down and 17 yards to go with 3.57 left before halftime. We'll talk with Bryce Kaiser at halftime, and we'll also hear a little bit, hopefully, from the Waynedale High School Marching Band, their last performance of this football season. 20-14, to Waynedale on top of it. Fath out of the shotgun now on second and 17 from the Waynedale 47. Fath fake handoff. Fath rolls out to his right, looks upfield. He's got a receiver, and he bounces it in front of the intended receiver, Isaiah Viedor. So it's incomplete, and it'll bring up third down and 17 yards to go. And this is where Waynedale has always pinned their ears back this year and came on a blitz. Yeah, I I think they might dial one up again, but um, we may see a little draw play to uh, Cody Tipple perhaps because with this field position, I think this might be four down uh, territory for the Smithies. So we might see a run in a pass. I doubt we'll see two passes in a row uh, if they truly are thinking about going for, uh, for it on fourth down. It is raining now here at Smithville. Fat on third and 17 out of the tee. Kind of fumbled the snap from center, but regains it, throws it upfield, and he tried to get the football to Viator, and it is incomplete. It was well underthrown. Looked like he had trouble getting the snap from center, and it'll bring up fourth and 17 on the play, and it would appear to be punting time for the Smithies, and it will be as they bring in the punt unit with 3.34 to go in the first half. As I said, it's starting to rain here in Smithville. The umbrellas have been out, but now we're just seeing the rain noticeably here tonight. Tipple is going to punt the football away. He's also their punter, so he could fake something here, but you rather doubt it on 4th and 17. Back set to return, Menue and Strasbaugh at about their own 20-yard line. Tipple gets the snap from center. It's a good snap. Tipple gets the punt away. It's a low spiral kick that's going to go out of bounds somewhere near the 25-yard line. And now they're going to pace it off, and they will spot the ball as he continues to walk the side judge at the 31-yard line. So there's an official timeout on the field. 3.28 left to go in this first half of play from Smithville. Your score, Waynedale 20 and Smithville 14. And we will keep it right here as Waynedale comes out of 
their huddle. Spidell goes out wide left. Menue slot left. Bears with Brevin Reby leading the way. Antoine Lewis is going to come out wide right to the near side. Bears going from left to right. 3.28 to go in the first half. Reby out of the pistol. Moving in motion. Stanley from the wing. Fake handoff. Handoff goes to Strasbaugh. Strasbaugh off the left side. And he's going to be gang tackled and brought down by Cottrell of Smithville. One of their leading tacklers. So a gain of call it about a yard on the play for Strasbaugh. Gives the Bears the football at their own 31-yard line. Clock continues to run. 3.08 left in this first half. What you want to do if you're Waynedale here, you want to put together a nice drive, take most of the time off the clock, and put the ball in the end zone just before halftime. Second down and call it a long eight. Reby is going to throw it out into the flat, complete to Spidell at the 35 to the 40-yard line, and he's going to be brought down near the first down marker. Tackle made on the play by Tipple out there, and also with some help from Trent Shane. Shane is the freshman. He is a six foot, 160 pound freshman, and he made the tackle, and it will be a first down on the play. That is Spidell's first catch of the night. I saw Brevin struggle kind of to throw that ball. Um, may not see too many deep passes here tonight for Brevin, a lot of screens, which may work tonight. Uh, for yardage. Well, that ball's got to be slick. Out of the pistol. Handoff going to Strasbaugh. Strasbaugh off the right guard. He's going to be stacked up after about a yard gain out to the 42-yard line on the play. Getting some tough sledding in there. Tipple again with the tackle on the play, along with Colt Ullman, a six-foot junior, 230-pounder. Two and a half minutes to go in this first half of play. Bears Picked up the first down. Now they want to see if they can get something going. Reby out of the shotgun. Gets it out to Spidell. Spidell completed the 50, and he's going to be drug out of bounds, and that's going to be another Wayndale first down just inside Smithville territory at the 49-yard line. Spidell with a gain of nine on that completion. And we saw just a, just a little hitch there um, by Spidell which is working. Um, short routes are working against these Smithy defenders. I would think an adjustment that they want to make with the weather is they want to play up on the Golden Bear receivers. Reby out of the pistol. Single setback is Stanley. Three receivers out wide to the near side. Handoff is going to go to Stanley. He breaks it right up the middle. He's got a big opening inside the Smithville 35 down to the 30 to the 29-yard line. 20-yard gain on the play for Reed Stanley, and it's a first down for the Bears with exactly two minutes to go in this first half of play. Bears are doing what they want to do, spread out the Smithy defenders, get the safety out of the box, and let Reed Stanley run up the middle. Reby with three receivers out wide to the near side. Spidell single setback. They're going to throw it out to Spidell on the left-hand side. He's going to be complete at the 25-yard line and drug out of bounds at the 25. Clock continues to run. Gain of five on the play to Spidell. So the five-yard completion gives the Bears second down. and Well, making about a four-yard completion. Second down and six and a minute 31 left to go, and the Bears will take a timeout. Bears take a timeout, and we will also. 131, 128, I should say, left to go in this first half of play from Smithville. Your score, Waynedale 20 and Smithville 14. When you order an East of Chicago pizza, you'll get a pizza done right. A delicious East of Chicago pizza is created with dough made fresh daily. Your choice of thinner specialty crust, a savory blend of cheeses, and the tastiest topping. 
It makes your mouth water just thinking about it. Your locally owned Eastern Chicago Pizza in Apple Creek offers subs, wings, salads, and of course, pizza with carryout or delivery. Next time you order pizza, call Eastern Chicago, a proud supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Call 698-0555. Back at Smithville, where the Bears are trying to add another score here before the half, a minute 28 to go. And you're right, Pat, it is tough for the Bears to throw the ball upfield, so they've been going with the flat passes in this drive. Yeah, I mean, like I just said, I would think the Smithy coaches want to make an adjustment to have their cornerbacks play up a little bit more, seeing that the Bears uh, can't throw the ball downfield because of the slick weather. Yeah, they've been playing about 10 yards off this whole game. Reby, out of the pistol, moving in motion, Strasbaugh, fake handoff to Strasbaugh, takes it to Stanley off the left-hand side now, and he'll will get right back to the line of scrimmage for no gain on the play. So the Bears trying that misdirection play once again, and it'll bring up third down and six with a minute 13 to go. 20 to 14, your score, as we head into the half in the rain here at Smithville. Reby calling out the play from the line of scrimmage. Clock running, a minute to go in the first half. Reby out of the pistol, moving in motion, is Strasbaugh from left to right. Dropping back, and now we've got a flag down on the play, and it's going to be an illegal procedure against the Bears. Not sure. The way the side judge motioned, it looked like maybe it was a false snap. Yeah, possibly, or he was looking to stir something. (laughs) (laughs) One or the other. I mean, I'm sure he's going to have a cup of cocoa at the half. So that'll mark it back to the 32-yard line, and it'll bring up third down and 12. Reby out of the pistol. Three receivers out wide to this side. Moving in motion, Strasbaugh. Out to the left side, making it a shotgun. Reby drops back. He's looking for Strasbaugh. He's going to throw it into the corner of the end zone to Strasbaugh, and it is knocked away and incomplete. Boy, good coverage by the free safety back there for the Smithies. That is Trent Shane. Boy, he did a nice job. The freshman got back there and covered up that play nicely. Otherwise, it was a touchdown to Nick Strasbaugh, and it brings up fourth down and 11 from the Smithville 31. Yeah, he did He did a good job of reading when they motioned Strasbaugh out of the backfield to the left side of the field all by himself. He saw, he assumed that they were we were going to go one-on-one, uh, and he did a good job of reading that. Here we go, fourth down 11 with 35 seconds to go. Reby rolling out to his right, looking into the end zone. He's going to tuck it under. He needs 11 yards, then he's going to be run out of bounds at the 25-yard line, so he'll be well short of the first down. Gain of six on the play for Reby, and the Bears will turn it over on downs. Not sure if maybe Brevin forgot it was fourth down because he just went ahead and just ran it out of bounds, and now that gives Smithville the ball on the turnover downs with 27 seconds to go in this first half. I wouldn't unless we see a trick play. I don't know if the Smithies will want to come out of here uh, throwing the football. Uh, well, they, I mean, they may just run it, but they get the ball at halftime. Well, they're in a passing formation. They've got trips out to the far side. Fath out of the shotgun. He's just going to keep it himself, running it off left tackle, and he's going to be down at the 31-yard line. So a gain of six on the play. Menuay and Brewer with the tackle. The gain of six on the play for Fath. And that may do it. That should do it here at the end of the first half 
for the Smithies. As we head into halftime, it is 20-14, Waynedale on top, and both teams, Pat, have kept the ball on the ground for the most part. Waynedale showing a little bit of their passing attack in that last drive, but it fizzled. But still, both teams are trying to get something with the rushing game going in this first half. Yeah, you know, Smithville, that's typical of them. You, you know that's what you're going to see. Um, Waynedale, you know, they probably want to be able to throw the ball down the field a little bit more, uh, but they're taking what the Smithy defenders are giving them, and they got the lead now 20-14. to 14. So it is 20 to 14 at halftime here from Smithville, and this is about the worst place you can be, <laughs> is the Smithville press box at halftime. There, there is a lot of commotion going on here. Nonetheless, we're at halftime. It is 20 to 14. The Bears on top of this one at halftime. Of course, Bryce Kaiser is our guest here at halftime to talk to him, and we will do all of that right back here at Smithville after this timeout. Sports, the controversial frontier. It's a world of the funny, mind-boggling stories and the mysterious plight of our favorite heroes. Every Thursday night at 7 o'clock, you can get a different vantage point with me, Dave Mitchell, on the Ultimate Sports Talk Show. I'll examine what's right and what's wrong and give you fresh new ideas. From the NFL to soccer, from NASCAR to the NBA, I'll explain why teams win, lose, and make the moves they do. Controversy never sounded so fun. And most of all, I'll bring you insight and sometimes common sense into the world of sports when it needs it the most. If it's worth talking about, it's on the Ultimate Sports Talk Show. Every Thursday night at 7 with me, Dave Mitchell, only on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Tonight's Waynedale Golden Bears football broadcast is made possible by Dutch Quality Stone in Mount Eaton, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru on Main Street in Apple Creek, the Spidell Funeral Home with two locations in Mount Eaton and Brewster, East of Chicago Pizza in Apple Creek. Call 698-0555. Murphy's Promotions. Call 464-1970. And the Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. We're back at halftime in Smithville with the Waynedale smithville ball game, and as we've been telling you all night long, Brevin Reby with an opportunity to break our halftime guest's record. The school record for Waynedale for most passing yardage in a season is 1,759. was set in the year 2003, and our halftime guest tonight, Bryce Kaiser, the man who holds that record, set it that year. Bryce, thanks for joining us here at halftime tonight. How are you? I'm doing quite well, Dave. I appreciate the opportunity. Well, it's good to talk to you again. Uh, tell me a little bit about that season, Bryce. I know it was a, a magical season for a lot of the kids on that team, but it had to be, especially for you, it was a, a hallmark season as a quarterback for Waynedale. What do you remember most about it? Well, <laughs> it was definitely a, a, a very memorable year. Uh, I still relive those days to, to this day. Um, the most memorable thing was probably just coming to fruition of having played peewee with all those guys all the way up through and, and sticking together with with a group of guys and then having a championship season together. You know, as you came into that season, uh, we talked a little bit off tape about how this junior class for Waynedale this season is probably one of the most anticipated classes for football up from last year or from, from when you uh, played your senior year, Bryce. So, how was it when you guys entered that season, knowing that everybody expected a lot out of you? Was there a lot of pressure on the team that year? 
I don't recall feeling a lot of pressure. Um, the junior year was pretty rough. Um, we took our lumps, and uh, you know I know we all had high expectations, but uh, the the pressure I don't I don't particularly remember feeling a lot of it. I think we were pretty confident and uh, felt if we just did our jobs that things would take care of themselves. Did you feel like it was it was your time then? Oh, definitely, definitely. We, uh, you know, that was what a lot of us had waited for. Um, you know, most of us had been in the program since being little tykes and had been water boys or whatever, and we really looked forward to that opportunity to, you know, have our moment in the in the spotlight for Wayne football. You know, the amazing thing I remember from that season too, Bryce, was the fact that you were not the quarterback coming up through the ranks, and you were only named the quarterback, I believe, a, a few months before that season began. Yeah, I never, uh, I never envisioned being a, a quarterback. I, you know, was diehard, wanted to be a fullback and, you know, be a hard hitter on defense. And then from injuries sophomore year, I got moved into that spot. And junior year, um, spent time as the backup, and then things slowly unfolded. And lo and behold, I ended up being the quarterback. But I, I never would have uh, guessed in a million years that that's where I would have ended up as a senior. You know, you guys had a lot of cohesiveness on that team. You had a good offensive line. Let's start there. You, you had an excellent, you had excellent protection. Yes, yes. That was uh, the biggest difference between junior and senior year was I didn't get hit a whole lot, so my job was pretty easy. And what about the receivers that you had on that team? Ah, that, that was another thing that was unique about that offense. We, you know, we had a great workhorse in, in, in Josh Hendricks as running back, but the receiving core, you know, we could spread it around. Um, you know, Zach Raver, Sean Cedar, Job Stutzman, your son Greg, um, Mitchell, you know, we had a lot of guys. Um, then you throw in Matt Mazzaro at tight end. Um, you know, I had my fair share of um, of targets to, to pick from, and, and every one of them contributed, uh, whether it be through the passing game or a lot of those guys had a number of carries as well. Bryce, you know, one thing I remember about that team also, Bill Cedar was the head coach, and I remember him telling me at one point in time that he was able to put in his entire playbook plus other plays because you guys grasped the offense very well right from the beginning. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of the things that we did were some of the stuff that we had been doing, um, but we were very versatile because we could put in more. We had the Jet Series that would, you know, feature some of our wingbacks, um, that, you know, getting them on some quick hitters out around the end. Um, you know, we just – football is what we did. We all did other sports, but we were all football players at heart, and, and we wanted to, you know, have a championship season, so that made it easier to learn more and do more and, and make sure we were putting up numbers that would have us winning games. Bryce, in your mind, what was the high point of that season for that team? Uh, there were quite a few. I mean, definitely the home – or the, the Dalton game. I think it was homecoming that year where – both of us were, you know, had strong years. We obviously shared the championship with Dalton as also Smithville. Um, but to just, you know, win a game as decisively as we did in that one um, shocked ourselves, I think. You know, that was uh, was definitely a, a high point in the season. What about the low point? What do you remember the low point about that season being? Losing, losing to Smithville. That's always a low point. I went four years in high school without having a victory against Smithville on the varsity level. And, uh, you know, that was the one game that kept us from having a perfect season, uh, you know, in the regular season, and, and, and that definitely definitely stands out as a low point. You know, not only the 1,759 yards that you had passing, but 19 touchdowns, one interception. Do you remember who the interception was against? Uh, I remember distinctly. It happened against Triway in week three. <laughs> I just thought I would throw that one out to you, Bryce. Bryce Kaiser, our guest here at halftime. 
Bryce, are are you surprised that are you surprised or not surprised that the record has stood this long? Uh I, honestly I'm I'm a little bit surprised that it's that it's been that long, you know, with the evolution of the game of football even in just the last 5 years um in the spread packages becoming more and more uh you know relevant through high school football um i i thought for sure somebody by now would have easily eclipsed that so you know tell us a little bit about what you're doing now Bryce i know what you're doing but tell the listeners what you're doing now uh well i live in the uh, the tidewater region of virginia in hampton virginia um, where I work as a, um, a high school Spanish teacher, but I'm also the head varsity football coach at uh, Hampton Roads Academy. And so this is my fifth season, wrapping up my fifth season as the head coach there. And we were talking a little bit off tape. It's not been a fun season this year for your team. No, it's uh, it, it's a little bit different football. Um, we don't have, we're not nearly as big a school as Waynedale. We have um, far fewer numbers, and due to those numbers, and then uh, a lot of injuries this year. Uh, we've struggled through a number of games. So. Yeah, and you and you've had what type of injuries this season? Um, let's see. We uh, started the year off with a broken fibula and tibia. We've had a torn ACL, two torn labrums. So we've had an emergency appendectomy, um, an avulsion fracture of the hand. Uh, <laughs> we at one point had, I believe, at least 25% of our team out with injury. And what what are your numbers? What did they start out with at the beginning of the season, or what are you down to now? Uh, as a varsity squad, we started out with 26. Um, via injury attrition and some guys deciding it wasn't for them, um, I think this Friday night we're going to suit up 19 guys. Wow. Bryce, one couple more questions here before we wrap it up here tonight on the halftime show. How much of the offense at Waynedale have you implemented down at Hampton? Um, my, uh, we, we did the whole offense actually for my second year as an assistant coach. And then my first three seasons as the head coach, um, we ran the, the, the window offense. I, I, uh, communicated with Bill Cedar. I got some stuff from him and, um, my first year as head coach, we went nine and two, made the, um, private school state playoffs here in Virginia. And we ran, to a T, everything that we did at Waynedale. Um, since then, I've hired a new uh, offensive coordinator, and we've gone by the way of the no huddle spread. Um, but there were definitely um, all the aspects of the offense that we ran at Waynedale where we were using down here. Bryce, do you remember Brevin Reby running around at your practices? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Brevin was always around. You know, obviously a basketball practice uh, at church. See him all the time. Yep. And one final question: What do you remember the most about playing for Bill Cedar? and the current coach, Matt Zerker? Just high expectations, and you never wanted to let them down. Uh, having utmost respect for them and, and just wanting to make sure that you always lived up to their expectations and, and you met what they wanted out of you. Bryce Kaiser, our guest here at halftime of tonight's game. And you know, Pat, I did that interview yesterday afternoon when it was about 49 degrees here in Ohio, and I was talking to him before we went on tape, and the temperature down in Hampton was 80, and that, that made me so disgusted. Yeah, that that would be nice to have tonight, um, but that's just part of Ohio uh, football is towards the end of the season, you're getting that cold weather. You know, you take that class of 2003 and the underclassmen that came with it, and you compare it to this class, and I know everybody does it, you know, there was a lot of expectations out of that 2003 team. There's going to be a lot of expectations out of this junior class and the underclassmen, the sophomores and freshmen 
coming back next year. Everybody's going to expect them to win. They've got to be able to handle the pressure and be able to come out here next year and, and put into play and mature as football players. Yeah, I mean, you and I have talked about it. There's there's a lot of comparisons you can make, and, and for people who've been around Wayndale football for that long that they can make, um, you know, running back position, that, that class probably had a, a better running back. No offense to Reed Stanley, he's a great running back, but... Um, the size and the speed that Josh Hendricks had, you're, you don't find that too often. Um, but other skill position-wise, I think this junior class probably has uh, an edge on, on that uh, 2004 class of Waynedale. But I think a big key, too, is the offensive line. Um, a lot more meat and a, and a lot, uh, some, some quick kids on that offensive line back then that were able to protect Bryce and open up holes for Josh. And that's what this, this class, uh, this junior class has to find. And these underclassmen, they got to find somebody, five guys that they can put on the line that's going to be able to protect Brevin and let Nick and Reed run the football. Yeah, that's the one thing that Bryce added in that interview was that the biggest improvement that happened to Waynedale over that summer with that 2003 team was the offensive line matured and came together, and that's what has to happen. No disrespect towards the offensive line this year. They've done an admirable job, but they're going to grow up. They're going to mature. Physically, they're going to mature, and that's what they need to do going into next season. Now, that's the big thing is physically they need to mature. I think as far as the system goes, um, a lot of these guys have, have had a lot of experience running the system under the Friday night lights. Um, so that mental stuff they they have, um, but they have to beef up um, and they have to grow up physically. And, you know, it'd be nice to have some kids that, that we've seen this year, like from Hillsdale or Chippewa or Dalton. Um, but unfortunately, you know, they don't have that. So in this offseason, they got to get in the weight room and they got to beef up and they got to get quicker feet so that they can use advantage of, uh, a little bit more strength and use speed on the offensive line. And I'm going to, you and I have not discussed talking about this, but I'm going to throw this out at you because it, it's a good segue into what we're going to be doing coming up later on this year at Ultimate Sports Talk, and that's the basketball team. Most of these guys that are on this team are on the basketball team. We're going to be doing all 22 of their, their regular season games plus tournaments coming up also. But a lot of these juniors played as sophomores and they're going to have to take what they've learned out here on the field. A lot of people don't know that, but, you know, you can learn a lot out here on the football field and transform it into the basketball court, can't you? Oh, yeah, I mean, definitely. Uh, for anybody out there that doesn't know, I, I do coach the JV uh, basketball team here at Waynedale, and I, I had a lot of these kids last year, sophomores, and they eventually um, played so well that they earned spots on the varsity team, I think. I think I lost about five or six kids up to varsity. So um, they have experience playing in a gym, but to be able to come under the Friday night lights, packed fields, packed stands, uh, and be able to perform like they did against Triway and Norway and games like that, that's really going to help them carry over into the basketball season and, um, you know, use the system that that us coaches are putting in to be successful and, and have a memorable year and i'm not going to put you on the spot and ask you what what you think i'll just give an opinion i think this this team needs to learn how to win this year 
and, and carry that over into next year. Yeah, the county league, I think, is uh, an, not an unrealistic expectation um, because looking at the other teams, you've got some other teams. Let me ask you about the other teams when it comes to basketball, Pat. Don't, let's not talk about Wayndale. Let's talk about the other teams. Who are the teams to beat this year in the county? Well, I think you got to, first, first and foremost, you got to look at Chippewa. Um, just like uh, Wayndale, they were a young team last year. Um, Bailey Breitenstein does a great job playing quarterback over there, but he's an even better point guard for them. And they got kids that can shoot. Um, they're not very deep, but they got about six or seven guys um, that can really contribute on the varsity team. Um, then I think you got to look at uh, Northwestern and Norway. Norway lost a lot of seniors last year, but um, they did have a pretty good JV team. So those those kids will be moving up and getting their first taste of the varsity. So it'll just depend on how they handle it. And Northwestern's got arguably the best player uh, in the league in 6'8", uh, Bryce Koch, uh, being he's going to be a, a sophomore this upcoming year. So um, there's a lot of parity in the league, just like just like the football season. Um, Smithville will be young, but they'll be they'll be talented. So I mean, it, it's going to be a dogfight night in and night out. And we're going to post the schedule as far as we're going to be doing 10 girls games, one wrestling meet and all 22 of the boys' games. So we'll post the schedule on ultimatesportstalk.com, and also uh, Chris Lapish is going to post it on the Waynedale Athletic site. That will be coming up here in the next couple of weeks. So be sure to look out for that, and we'll be joining you before each and every game, 15 minutes before each and every game for the pregame show. We'll be talking with Eric Reby and also with Sid Klein, and we're going to be inviting in all the rest of the Waynedale coaches. So your score here at halftime, though, of this final football game of the season, it is Waynedale 20 and Smithville 14, and here with the stat story is Pat. Uh, we, we will start off with home team on the scoreboard, the Smithville Smithies. 194 yards of total offense on 31 plays, 6.3 yards per play. Uh, 77 yards through the air, 117 yards on the ground, uh, two penalties for 15 yards, and one fumble that was lost. Nine first downs, eight by rushing, and one by passing. Uh, passing for the Smithies, Noah shown over, one for one for 64 yards in the touchdown, and Justin Fath is two for five for 13 yards. Receiving Isaiah Viator. Uh, one reception for 64 yards in the touchdown, and Noah Schoenover has two catches for 13 yards. Rushing, Cody Tipple, 20 attempts on 107 yards. That's 5.4 uh, average and one touchdown. Justin Fath, two carries on six yards. And Jordan Buss, three carries for four yards. And we'll move over to the window Golden Bears. 145 yards of total offense on 27 plays. 5.4 yards per play, 43 yards through the air, 102 yards on the ground, three penalties for 20 yards, seven first downs, four on the ground, and three through the air. Brevin Reby is seven for 10 for 43 yards, so he's got a ways to go uh, still in this ball game to break that record. Uh, Aaron Spidell, four catches for 24 yards. Nick Strasbaugh, two catches for 18 yards. And Antoine Lewis, one catch for one yard. Rushing, Reed Stanley leads the way, 11 carries for 64 yards, 5.8 yards per carry, and three touchdowns. Nick Strasbaugh has four carries for 29 yards. Brevin Ruby, one carry for six yards, and Antoine Lewis, one carry for three yards.
So at halftime, your score here from Smithville, it is 20-14. The Bears on top of this one. We are going to have the second half kickoff, and we'll do that right after these timeouts. Great food and a relaxing atmosphere. A good time had by all. That's at the Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg. Spend time with friends after the game. Enjoy the food where you can build your own burger, showing off your creativity. Or try the pulled pork or the brisket. And every Thursday night, the Fire and Ice Pub is the place to be for half-price wing night. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 11, closed on Mondays. The Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 92. Dave Mitchell and Pat Mitchell back here at Smithville High School where we are at halftime. And the Bears lead this one 20-14. Pat, any halftime scores yet? Uh, really, the uh, the most important one that we want to follow is the Hillsdale-Dalton score. Um, Dalton is up on Hillsdale 6-3 to three right now. Um, so, you know, Hillsdale may be playing a little bit tight, knowing that they got to win that game to be outright champions in the league. Um, other scores, West Holmes is up 35 nothing on Clear Fork. And... Uh, Triway up big on Canton Timken, 51 to seven at halftime. Wow, yeah. It, I mean, when you look at that Hillsdale Dalton situation, it would really be a shame for Hillsdale after beating Chippewa the way they did last week to come out and lose to Dalton and lose, you know, sole possession of first place in the league. Yeah, I mean, like I said, they they may be playing a little tight, um, knowing what they need to do. Um, and actually, an update on that game, uh, Jesse Mann for Dalton returned the opening kickoff for the second half, 90 yards for the touchdown. So Dalton's up 12-3 to on Hillsdale. So Hillsdale's got some work to do. Um, but, you know, seeing that score or hearing that score, those people over in Doylestown are pretty happy. Haven't gotten an update on that score yet, but I would imagine that they're handling Northwestern pretty easily. And that game is being played at Hillsdale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it it is a rough one for the Falcons here this evening. As I said, that would be a shame for them to lose that. Quite honestly, you know, when I talk to people, if you want to compare Hillsdale and Chippewa, everybody feels that the most complete team in the league this year was Hillsdale. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we saw it. I talked about it a little bit earlier that there's no superstars on that Hillsdale team. Um, you know, their quarterback doesn't throw for a lot of yards, doesn't run for a lot of yards. Um, I don't think they have a, a running back over a thousand yards. They just um, have a good, complete team, and they play phenomenal defense. Um, I mean, we saw it firsthand. We we put up you know forty some points multiple times this year, and they held us to seven points. And it wasn't because you know we were turning the ball over or making a ton of mistakes. They just have a good defense. They got big boys up front, big linebackers, and they got athletic and fast defensive backs to cover the passing game. You know, I thought the two best teams that we faced this year, no disrespect to Chippewa or Hillsdale, don't don't get me wrong, Ridgewood and Triway. Yeah, Rid- that Ridgewood team was a very good team. Um, you know, they, they ran, we'll call it Wayndale's offense from last year, perfectly, and they had a big boy running the football, and he was fast too. Um, you know, you, you look back on these games – Chip Wall, had it not been, you know, you hate to make excuses, but had it not been raining the way it was and had Brevin Reby not got hurt on the second possession that the Bears had the football, you know, that game might have turned out a little differently 
Hillsdale. Um, you know, we had a chance at the end of the game to uh, put the ball in the end zone and win that ball game. Dalton should have scored more points. You know, dropped a, a touchdown pass before halftime and couldn't score on the 10 and couldn't score on the 1. Um, you know, really the only two losses that the Bears really should have been beat. You know, like you said, no disrespect to these other teams were Triway and Ridgewood. Yeah, I, I thought Ridgewood, you know, I, I hate to say that if Ridgewood and Triway faced each other, which they're not going to, that Ridgewood would win that game. But I will say this, that they will they would have kept the Triway offense off the field. Yeah, that's something that we saw was Triway's defense really isn't that good. Um, the pack is is really down, you know, compared to the WCAL and even, um, you know, the OCC's down compared to the, to the WCAL. But, you know, Triway's just running through and teams aren't scoring a lot of points. And they got a decent defense, but it's it's not all that people crack it out to be. And Ridgewood would have done more of what Indian Valley did and just run all over them all night. Well, here we are set for the second half kickoff. And this is going to be a very important defensive stand for the Bears as they're going to kick it off. Wanzik going from left to right kicks it off. And it is a squib kick taken in by one of the upbacks across the 30 out to the 32-yard line. It was taken in by Spencer Anderson again, and Anderson with the 5-yard return, and Smithville will start first and 10 from their own 33-yard line as we have just begun this second half. And as I said, this is going to be a very important defensive stand for the Bears. We've got to find out if Matt Zerker and his defensive staff made any improvements to stop this Smithville rushing attack, and they are only up by 6, 20-14 as we start the second half of play. Fath under center. Handoff goes right up the middle by to Tipple, and Tipple takes it out for a 3-yard gain on the play immediately, and it brings up 2nd and 7 out to the Wayndale 35. Yeah, kind of touching on what you're saying is, is this is a very key opening possession in the second half. You know, if, if Smithville can take time off the clock and run the ball like they want to do, um... Wayndale's in trouble because if they do score, they have a chance to take the lead. Wing formation for Smithville. Fath under center. It is Buss and Tipple in the backfield. Handoff goes to Tipple. No, Fath keeps it around left end, and he's going to be sacked in the backfield. Oh, what a big play for the Bears on that one. That was by, well, I don't know who 35 is. 35 is, I believe that's Nick Strasbaugh, but I think that was 56 Ferrar on the tackle. Was it? Okay, so Strasbaugh changed his uniform, so now he's 35 here in the second half. If I don't have enough trouble with the Smithville uniforms, now I have to guess on who our players are. (laughs) So a a loss of two on the play brings up third down and nine from the 31. Fath under center out of the T formation. Moving in motion is Viator to the far side. Fath, long snap count. He's going to drop back the pass. Throws it up the right side to Fiater, and he is going to be incomplete. Menue had the coverage. It looked like Viator cut to the inside. He was running an out pattern, and Viator just could not catch up to the ball as it was thrown over his outside shoulder. Yeah, if, uh, if you know, Fath thought he was running towards the outside, and Viator read the coverage, and cut to the inside, and if Fath would have thrown it to the inside, that ball probably would have been complete because Menue was playing the outside shoulder of Viator. So Smithville will have to punt it away on their first possession of the second half, so the Bears' defense holds to begin this second half. Tipple is going to punt the ball away from his own 25, 
And Strasbaugh is going to let it bounce inside his own territory, and it will be downed by Smithville at the 41-yard line. So Waynedale will take it over first and 10. Now they're going to spot it a couple yards closer up to the 42-yard line, and that's where the Bears will start first and 10 with 10.26 to go in this third quarter of play from Smithville, 20-14, to 14, the Bears on top of it. Good opening possession uh, defensively for the Golden Bears. Like we talked about, we didn't want Smithville to come out and just take time off the clock and be able to march down the field and punch it in uh, for six and possibly seven to take the lead. Now we get the ball in pretty good field position. The rain has let up, so we might be able to uh, use our passing attack a little bit more. Strasbaugh comes out wing right. Antoine Lewis slot left. And, uh, Aaron Spidell goes out wide left. Moving in motion is Strasbaugh. Fake handoff goes to Stanley. Now Stanley doesn't get the handoff. It is taken by Reby. Throws it over the middle to Carter Brewer, the tight end, to the 40, to the 35-30. He's down inside the 20 to the 23, maybe the 19-yard line. What a big play to Carter Brewer. Came on the drag, and Reby just a great fake. And the pass completion gives the Bears first down 10 yards to go at the 20-yard line. That was a, a nice 39-yard uh, pass completion by Brevin to Carter Brewer, and that that might be his first catch of the year. Yeah, it, it may be. As a matter of fact, I don't even put Carter on my stat sheet as far as, and there's the cross buck handoff to Stanley. Stanley's going to break into the clear. He goes in for the touchdown off the left side. Stanley takes it in up the left side from 20 yards out. His third touchdown of the evening, and the Bears have taken their first possession of the third quarter and broken this thing open 26-14. Bears on top with 10.07 left to go in the third period. Exactly what you want to do if you're a Waynedale team there is use two plays and really uh, 19 seconds off the clock. Outstanding drive by the Bears after the big 39-yard completion to Carter Brewer. And really that drive was set up by very good fakes. It was. Reby will hold. He's going to and there's a pass inside the line. They were going to run a two-point conversion. Reby got the snap and tried to push a shovel pass inside to Strasbaugh, but Smithville smelled it out, and it is no good. So we've got an official timeout on the field. 10.07 to go in this third quarter of play. And your score, Waynedale 26, Smithville 14. Family. At the time you need them the most, they are there. So is the Spidel Funeral Home. They have been family owned and operated for over 125 years, so they understand family. When you come in, the Spidel Funeral Home will walk through the process with you, assisting you in your choices. That's how family works. The Spidel Funeral Home, in two locations on Main Street in Mount Eaton and on Chestnut Street in Brewster. The Spidel Funeral Home, just like family, there when you need them. Dave Mitchell, Pat Mitchell back here at Smithville where the Bears, after a nice run by Reed Stanley, his third touchdown of the night, have taken the lead 26-14 with 10.07 to go in the third. Yeah, like I said earlier, that was set up by two really good fakes, two handoff fakes on the first play to Nick Strasbaugh and Reed Stanley, and Carter Brew was wide open across for the drag, and then actually two more handoffs until they finally handed it off to Reed Stanley uh, for the touchdown. Wanzik. We'll approach the ball. He'll kick it off, and it will go out of bounds on the far side. Boy, that thing, if it would have taken a kickback, 
Smithville just let the thing go, and if it would have kicked back into the field of play, which it looked like it might have, the Bears could have gone down and recovered it again. But nonetheless, it went out of bounds. So Smithville will start first and 10 from their own 35-yard line. And the 35-yard line where Smithville's starting right now, from about the 40 to the 30 are the worst parts on this field right now. It is, there's no grass. It is absolute mud. And the ball's just resting in the mud right now. It is. It's a quagmire. T formation. Receivers out wide to the far side for the Smithies. Fath, the quarterback, under center. He's going to hand it off to Tipple. Tipple takes it right into the center of the line, and he is going to be stacked up. He's still churning across the 40, out to the 43-yard line. It is tough to bring that kid down. Gain of seven on the play for Tipple, and it's second down and three. He is one tough running back. He is. You know, I, I know Smith wants to keep the Wayndale defenders honest, but other than the reverse pass, anything not going to Tipple has not worked out for the Smithies. Absolutely. Again, T formation. Receivers out wide to the far side. Smithville going from right to left. Fath with the handoff to tip to Bus. Bus is going to be hit by Antoine Lewis and driven back. Shane Weaver was one of the first people to hit him, and Weaver's been playing with that torn labrum, and he took it right on the labrum, the left shoulder, and he's gutting it out, but he you can tell, boy, he's hurting right now. Yeah, he's, he's a tough kid, but um, this last game, he's I think they're going to have to drag him off the field for him to come out. So it'll bring up third down and three on the play. Smithville with 8.55 to go in the third period. Fath, handoff to Tipple. He's got the first down across the 50 and almost broke a tackle by Isaiah Menue inside the Waynedale 45 down to the 43-yard line on the play. And a first down for the Smithies on the carry. Touchdown saving tackle by after 15 yards uh, for Cody Tipple there. It gives him unofficially about 127 yards on this game. and He is very, very close to going over the 1,000-yard mark. Fath under center, out of the tee. Handoff goes to Spencer Anderson. Anderson with the carry. Takes it off left tackle, and he is going to be stopped after a yard gain on the play by Strasbaugh and also Ty Straits. And the Bears have a player down. Looks like Kyle Ice. Kyle Ice. He, that, you know, Z was telling me yesterday before the game, he's been playing the last couple of games with a back injury, and immediately when they come out, they're looking for a concussion. But I can tell you right now, he's okay. It's just the back. Yeah, the way he was kind of hunched over, you could tell it was his back, and he got up gingerly. You know, he's, he's not too happy about um, having to come off, I think because he might realize that uh, his season might be over with this being the last game. But... Uh, Kyle Ice only a sophomore, so um, he is he's a pretty good wrestler too, so hopefully he can get through the wrestling season and be able to rest that up and be ready for next year. 8-12 and running, 26-14, Waynedale. Fath under center, ball at the Waynedale 43-yard line, second and nine. Fath turns around, hands it off to Tipple. Tipple off left tackle, continues to churn to the fumble. 30. Fumble the football, and it'll be hopped back on by Smithville. Boy, they jumped right back on it by Eddie Sherwood. Sherwood. The senior, 5'5", 215-pounder, after they had coughed it up, Sherwood jumped right on it and collected it. And now we've got a flag down on the play. 
Ball was recovered at the 32-yard line of Waynedale. And is it against Smithville? The officials are conferring. And it will be holding against the Smithies. So after the run by Tipple and the fumble recovery by Sherwood, Smithville will get knocked back with 7.54 left to go in this third quarter. So holding the call. So instead of having it at the 32 of Waynedale, it will take it all the way back to midfield and bring up second down and 16 yards to go. Big penalty Big uh, against the Smithies there, but lucky break for the Golden Bears. And this game has been very well played. Very few penalties in this game. Fath on second and 15 on the, or 16 I should say, under center. Fake handoff to Tipple. He's going to throw it up the left side. Strasbaugh is right there and it is incomplete. Tried to get the ball to Sconover and it was incomplete. Strasbaugh with good coverage and it will bring up third down and 16. Yeah, good play uh, there by Nick. Um, really rode the uh, receiver out of bounds. Almost so much so that how badly underthrown the ball was, uh, he couldn't even come back in himself to to pick that off. But, you know, long down situations are what you want to make the Smithies do and make them throw the football. This is a blitz situation for the Bears. It always has been this year. Third down, 16 yards to go. Fath under center. Moving in motion by Ador to the right side. And now there's movement on the offensive line for Smithville. Looked like Eddie Sherwood. Yes, it was. He popped up. So a legal procedure against the Smithies on that will now make it third down and almost an eternity. Third down and 21 yards to go. Well, you got to look here for, you know, possibly a draw or maybe a trick play for the Smithies. You know, they may may just run something short uh, and just concede the ball and punt it to the Golden Bears. And they're bringing in Cottrell in place of Buss, and Cottrell comes out wide to the left, going out wide right is Viator. In the shotgun formation is Fath. Fath, fake hand off to Tipple, rolls to the right. He's going to throw it down the middle, and there is a receiver there. It is Viator, no flag, good coverage on the play by Waynedale's Nick Strasbaugh, who had him all the way, and the throw was underthrown, and it will bring up fourth down and 21 yards to go. Yeah, the, the Smithies fans are calling for a defensive pass interference, but if there was any pass interference there, it was more offensive. But, you know, just good coverage, underthrown ball. Neither one of them could really get to it, and the Smithies are going to punt here. 7.35 to go in the third quarter. Waynedale on top of a 26-14. They will be punting the ball away from their own 45-yard line on 4th and 21. Strasbaugh and Menuay back set at their own 30 to receive this punt from Tipple. Low end-over-end kick. Strasbaugh takes it, slips at the 30, cuts back to his right, spins, and he's going to be taken down at the 33-yard line. There's an official timeout on the field. 7.25 to go in this third quarter of play from Smithville. Your score, it is Waynedale 26 and Smithville 14. Amish craftsmanship revered worldwide. Dutch quality stone products have become the industry leader in quality and consistency. In the heart of one of the biggest Amish communities in America, Dutch quality stone provides a stunning collection of fine veneer stone readily available for dependable, easy to install options for homes and commercial properties. In our corner of the world, people believe in doing things right. Hard work, honesty, and genuine care. 
Dutch Quality Stone, located on Dover Road in Mount Eaton. Call today, 877-359-7866. Back at Smithville, Wayne Dale on top of this one by 12. They've got the ball. Handoff goes to Stanley. Stanley to the 35, to the 40-yard line, so a gain of seven on the first down play, and the Bears have it out to their own 40-yard line. That's always what you want on first down is to gain five-plus yards and get, give yourself a couple more downs to uh, gain the same amount. Second down, three yards to go for the Bears at their own 40-yard line. 6.57 to go in the final game of the year. Strasbaugh in motion to the far side. Fake handoff. Now they throw it out to Strasbaugh in the flat across the 40 to the 45 into the clear. He's got a block. He goes up the left side to the 30, 25, 20. He breaks into the 10, and he's going to be drug out of bounds by Vaidor at about the 5-yard line. Oh, what a great completion to Nick Strasbaugh, and he just turned on the speed at about the 40-yard line of Smithville and outran everybody except for Viator, who had the angle on him. I think that might be that the gets fastest. It. I, I've seen Nick Strasbaugh run. Let me see where they actually spot this football. The 7. At the 7. So how many yards is we'll that here on that was the completion? That was 53 yards. So it's 53 yards on the completion. No, he's, I think he's still he's, short a little bit. Well, I got him for 134 yards. 134? So okay. Congratulations to Brevin Reby. Brevin Reby just broke the record. Strasbach gets the handoff off the shotgun, and he takes it in down to the two-yard line. So Brevin Reby breaks the record, the school record held by Bryce Kaiser in 2003. 1,759 yards was the record, and Brevin Reby is now the new holder. And that will break that record. And now the Bears are knocking at the Smithville door at the two-yard line. Up by 12 right now with 5.56 to go. Reby out of the pistol. He's got Strasbaugh and Lewis, the wingbacks. Spidell out wide left. Single setback is Stanley. Stanley gets the handoff. He's going to take it off right tackle. And he is stopped up and downed by Smithville's just Ryan Smucker. Smucker with the tackle, so no gain on the play for Reed Stanley, and it brings up third down and goal. Might see another uh, a possible screen pass uh, here for the Bears since that's been so successful, but uh, I would imagine us seeing you know maybe a couple fakes and another handoff up the middle. Wing formation. Stanley, wing right now, he's going to move into the backfield. He's going to get the handoff, fumbled the, sna- fumbled the handoff, takes it near the goal line, he's going to be dropped at the one-yard line. Boy, a fortuitous fumble because it bounced right back up into Stanley's arms, and he is going to be down just inside the one-yard line after a gain of one, and it will bring up fourth and goal at the Smithville goal line. And now the Bears are going to take a timeout. We're going to keep it right here. Boy, you can't get a better bounce than Reed Stanley just got on that fumble. Yeah, a very uh, fortuitous bounce, as you said. Um, but fourth and one here. If you had a, a consistent field goal kicker, I mean, this is less than a PAT, but the angle is a little off, then you want to say just kick it and uh, give yourself three more points and make Smithville have to go for two if they score um, twice more, at least one of those times. But... I think they're going to go for it here. Uh, the the uh, Golden Bears are, and, you know, it's it's basically half a yard to try to get in the end zone. They 
they should really be able to do this. Yeah, we talked about Smithville earlier in the game, Pat, just challenging their offensive line on fourth and, fourth and a half yard. Now that's what the Bears have to do here, challenge the offensive line to get this touchdown because the ball is resting just inside the one-yard line. 26-14 is your score. Waynedale on top of it, 447 left in the third period of play. And Smithville, after this timeout, first of the half by Waynedale, is late breaking the huddle from their head coach, Brett Bazance, and the referee wants them out on the field, and they'll mark the ball ready for play. Bears come up to the line of scrimmage on fourth and goal. Reby out of the pistol. He's got Strasbaugh to his left, Stanley set behind Reby. Snap goes to Strasbaugh, and it is no good. He didn't make it in. Stopped right at the line of scrimmage. The Bear line did not get any push at the line of scrimmage at all. And the Bears turn it over on downs at the Smithville one-yard line. Just, I think the one-yard line is bad luck for the Golden Bears. We saw them against <laughs> Dalton. They, they punched it in. And now we have a, a late flag on the play. Might be um, a personal foul against the Smithies possibly. But if that's the case, it moves the ball maybe six inches um, so not a real big thing there, but um, as I was saying, against Dalton, we saw him punch the ball in, but get called for a holding, and then miss a field goal after, and here on the one-yard line, absolutely got zero push, and they weren't able to uh, put the ball in the end zone. I'm not sure if maybe somebody from Smithville just got thrown out, because the referee, Dick Miller, came right over to the sideline and talked with Brett Bazanson. And they brought in somebody else. It looks like it is definitely a dead ball, unsportsmanlike conduct against Smithville. But Smithville regains possession. But I'm not sure who it was, but I think somebody was thrown out. So it'll be half the distance to the goal, which, like you said, Pat, is about six inches. So it's virtually nothing except for the fact that I can't tell, but whether somebody was thrown out or not, or the official just told him maybe he ought to leave for a few plays. I, I think that's the case. Um, you know, told Coach Bazanson what he did, and Coach Bazanson may not be too happy, so he's subbing him out. So it's first down 10 from the Waynedale, from the Smithville half-yard line is what it is, and the Bears jumping on the line, and the Bears are offside. Not a good play by the Bear defensive line when they had Smithville pinned back against their own goal line. No, not you know, not smart by the Bears, but good uh, discipline by the Smithies to know the snap count and not jump off sides. So that takes it outside the five-yard line. So Smithville now has some breathing room with 4.43. First and five from their own five. Fath under center, out of the T formation, wing right. Fath hands it off to Tipple, and Tipple is going to take it right into the line, and he is going to be stopped up and down right at the seven-yard line. So call it a gain of about two on the play. And it'll bring up, maybe get a yard on the play, and it'll bring up second down and four. I've got Tipple over 1,000 yards for the year. Well, if that's the case, and congratulations to him. Uh, we saw Reed Stanley go over 1,000 last week. and You know, that's a mark that every running back searches for every single year. Exactly. Tipple and Buss in the backfield. Fath under center out of the T formation. Brings his line set. Handoff goes to Tipple. Tipple right into the line. Breaks into the clear to the 20. Out to the 25 to the 30. And he's going to be hogtied and brought down at the 35-yard line. 
by Aaron Spidell. Boy, what a great hole on the play by the Smithville offensive line, and it's a first down for the Smithies. After the gain of seven, uh, call it 27 yards on the run. With the ball, Smithville at the 35, hand off to Tipple. Tipple is going to take it into the line, and he's going to gain about a yard on the play. And now there's a flag down again in the defensive secondary. And it is a hold against a personal Wayne, foul. Per, was it a personal foul? Okay, yeah. personal foul against Waynedale. And the referee is going to escort Kyle Ice off the field. No, it, it wasn't Kyle Ice. Um, I, I saw who it was. And all the Waynedale defender did was he was getting blocked, and at, right at the whistle he just tossed the uh, the blocker off to the side. So really. Uh, a ticky-tack type of penalty, but after whatever the Smithville player did a couple plays earlier, um, they might have, they might be watching stuff. And knowing who it was called against, I don't want to call him out on the air, that kid wouldn't hurt a fly. So for him to be extra aggressive like that, I don't see it. Fath on first and 10 from the Waynedale 48. Hand off to Tipple. Tipple takes it inside the 45, still going across the 40 to the 35-yard line. This kid will not go down. 13-yard run for Tipple and another first down. He just keeps his legs churning and continues to move. And the Bears try to wrap him up, and he just moves out of the wrap-up. Lloyd Latch into the ballgame now for the Bears on the defensive line, replacing Cole Geyser. Fath at the 35-yard line of Waynedale. We're about the four-minute mark. Hand off to Tipple. Tipple across the 30 to the 25. Another 13-yard gain. Tackle made by Dylan Galehouse and Isaiah Menue. He just continues to rip off big yardage. I tell you what, he's having a ball game tonight, and... So seeing him run the ball, if he wasn't their leading rusher coming in, I wonder what Langaker was like. Really? 2.45 to go in this third quarter of play. Waynedale up by 12. Hand off to Tipple again. Tipple right up the middle, and he continues to churn across the 20 to the 19-yard line of Waynedale. Gain of three on the play again for Cole Tipple. Cody Tipple is a junior, so we've got to look forward to seeing him again next year. Yeah, and their their top running back, Langaker, is a junior as well. Um, you know, talented junior class for the Smithies as well. They're going to lose a lot on their offensive line, but if they can replace that, I see them as competing for the league next year as well. And the quarterback, Fath, is a sophomore. Fath, under center, out of the tee, drops back. He's going to throw over the middle. Looking over the middle, he's got a receiver. It's intercepted by Aaron Spidell at the three. He cuts it to the five, up the left sideline. He's got to run across the 30 to the 35, and he's going to be down at the 40-yard line. Cottrell with the tackle at the 40-yard line, and a big mistake that time by Fath as he threw the ball over the middle, tried to get it to Vieter, and Aaron Spidell stepped right in front of it for the interception. Big play defensively for Spidell. Uh, to step in front of Eater and pick that ball off and really almost uh, and bring the ball back for good field position for the Golden Bears. 
And for Aaron Spidell, that is his fourth interception of the season. Ball resting at the Wayne at the Waynedale 40-yard line, and the Bears dodge a bullet with a minute 50 to go in this third quarter. They lead it 26-14, but they have the ball again. Moving in motion, Anton Willis snap gets by Brevin Reby, and he's got to go back to the 25-yard line and dive on it. Bad snap from center, and now there's a flag down on the play. And it is going to be a personal foul against Smithville again. So it's a personal foul fest on both sides here in this last two minutes of play. But the snap got by Brevin Reby, and he had to go back to the 25-yard line, a loss of 15 on the play. And I'm not sure what the personal foul was for because... The man who committed the personal foul for Smithville, at least was flagged for it, was David Myers, a senior, but he was standing out in the middle of nowhere. I, I wonder, did somebody jump on Brevin after he recovered it? Well, the flag was thrown right at Myers' feet. That's why I thought I had, and it is a personal foul against Smithville, so the 15-yard loss is actually going to be ending up being a one-yard gain after the personal foul. They'll spot the ball. Instead of having it at the 25, they're going to spot it at the 41 and bring up second and nine. Boy, what, what, you talk about fortuitous, that's what that play was. Yeah. A minute 30 to go in this third quarter of play. Waynedale up by 12. Reby out of the pistol, handoff to Stanley. Stanley takes it right into the heart of the line and takes it out across the 45-yard line for a gain of four on the play, and it'll bring up third down. Stanley, they're just taking Stanley and running him into the line. Third down, five yards to go. Ball at the 45 with a minute to go in the third quarter of play in this final game of the season. Spidell out wide left. Wing formation, moving in motion of Lewis. Lewis is going to get it coming around the right end. After the snap, cuts it across out to the 49-yard line. He is close to a first down, but he's going to be shy by about a half yard. Now they're going to spot him. They're going to put him right at the 50-yard line, and if they're spotting it where I think they are, he's got the first down. No, he's going to, now they're spotting it just outside the 50. He is shy of the first down, Pat, by less than the length of the football. Yeah, I think uh, the Bears are going to let the quarter run out, maybe, and, and talk about this, but they're coming up to the line, so they may be running a play. 15 seconds and running. Left to go in the third quarter. Reby out of the pistol on fourth and less than the length of the football. Handoff. Reby's going to keep it himself. He's going to dive. He's got the first down, but there's a flag on the play. Flag thrown by the referee in the backfield. Reby's got the first down at the 49-yard line of Smithville, but let's await and see what the flag is going to be. It Normally thrown by the referee where he was, it's some sort of motion penalty against the offense. Yeah, either motion or holding. Um, I'm not sure. The referee threw the flag, and we haven't gotten a call yet. I'm not sure what he's waiting on. And they're going to they're gonna mark it off against the Bears, so it's definitely against the Bears from midfield. It'll take them back to the 45. Backfield in motion, illegal motion by the Bears. So instead of fourth and less than a football and having the first down, the Bears are knocked back five yards. And it'll bring up fourth down and a long five yards to go at the 45-yard line. And the official is going to wind the clock, and that will end the third quarter of play. 
We've played three from Smithville, and your score in this final game of the year. It is Waynedale 26 and Smithville 14. Pizza done right. That's what you get every time at your locally owned and operated East of Chicago Pizza. Your choice of thinner specialty crusts, a delicious blend of cheeses, and the tastiest toppings. Call East of Chicago Pizza today and ask for the manager special. Right now, a full garlic cheese bread and a two-liter of Pepsi for only $5. East of Chicago Pizza in Apple Creek offers subs, wings, salads, and, of course, pizza with carryout or delivery. So next time you order pizza, call East of Chicago Pizza, a proud supporter of Waynedale Athletics, 698-0555. Need a satisfying snack on the go? in your car and don't want to stop long? For over 25 years, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru has been servicing the public and been a supporter of Waynedale High School Athletics. Like the Bears, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru has a history of tradition and hard work. Just stay in your vehicle and cruise in. At the Apple Creek Drive-Thru, every beverage and snack need is met with prompt, courteous service. Located at 23 Main Street in downtown Apple Creek, Art Weaver at the Apple Creek Drive-Thru wishes the Waynedale Golden Bears the best of luck. Back here at Smithville, as we enter the fourth quarter of play, Waynedale is going to punt the ball away. It is Wanzek back set to punt. He gets a low line drive kick that's going to hit at the Smithville 35, and it will die at the 34-yard line, and that is where Smithville will take it over, first and 10 from their own 34-yard line, as we have just begun the fourth quarter of play, 11.51 left to go in the game, 26-14, Waynedale. Uh, just an update on that Hillsdale Dalton game. Uh, Hillsdale or Dalton up 20 to three now. Um, apparently, their starting running back Hillsdale's Corbin Major and their starting quarterback Troy Marksbury are both injured. Wow. Uh, I guess the backup quarterback fumbled the football and Dalton picked it up and ran it back for a touchdown. So it looks like Dalton's going to win that game. Faf out of the shotgun, hand off to Tipple. Tipple takes her off the right tackle from the far side, and he's going to take it forward across the 35 out to the 39-yard line for a gain of five yards on the play, and it'll bring up second down and five. Some real, you know, those are unfortunate injuries for the Falcons. You know, we talked about them possibly uh, making some noise in the playoffs, but if they're starting running back and quarterback are out, I don't see them getting past Mogador if they play them. Not really. Hand off to Tipple. Tipple is going to be hit. No fat. Uh, handed it off to Tipple, and Tipple is hit right at the line of scrimmage and dropped. Nice play by the interior defensive line, Ty Straits and Christian Warner. And now a bear is down. No gain on the play. Ball resting right at the 40-yard line, and there is a bear down at the 40-yard line across the way. Can you tell who that is, Pat? I, I cannot. See the They're referee hunched is. over. Yeah, the ref is right in front of us, and I can't get a good view of the number. The bear, whoever it is, is down on his knees right at the 40-yard line. Nice play. That's probably the best defensive play that the Bears have had tonight against Tipple. By far. It was it was a head-on collision. I don't think it's a concussion. It just looks like whomever it is for the Bears. Now they're going to get him up and walk him off to the side. Is that Kyle Ice again? Yeah, might, yeah, that's Kyle Ice again. Kyle Ice again. He is really gutting this game out. Uh, update on the Chippewa Northwestern score in the end of the third quarter. Chippewa's up 39-7, to so um, it looks like we're going to have co-champions in the WCAL with uh, Chippewa and Hillsdale this year. Third down and less than five. 
to go here. It's going to be a short five. Ball resting at the 40. They need to get it just outside the 49-yard line. Fath under center, out of the T formation. 10.45 left to go in the game. Hand off to Tipple. He's going to drag forward. He picks up a couple of yards on the play. Tackle made by Shane Weaver. Grabbed him by the ankles and pulled him down. They're going to mark him just shy of the first down at the 44-yard or 44-yard line. He's got to get to the 40, just outside the 44, so it'll be fourth down and about a half yard to go. And Smithville will, of course, go for it. Yeah, at this point of the game and almost playing for your season, you got to win to make the playoffs. Uh, they're definitely going to go for it. So here we go, fourth down and less than the length of the football, about a half a yard to go. Handoff goes to Tipple. He's going to be hit right at the line. He breaks away from a tackle, goes across the 45, and he picks up the first down. The Bears had him stopped up a yard behind the line of scrimmage, and he just ran around the stop-up and picked up three yards on the carry and a first down. Well, what happened there was Shane Weaver pushed his the guard back into Tipple for what would have been a three-yard loss, but Shane couldn't wrap him because he was pushing the, the blocker back and nobody else was coming around to tackle him, so Tipple was able to bust it to the outside to get the first down. So 9.40 and running left to go in this one. Bears lead it by 12, 26-14. First and 10 for the Smithies at their own 48-yard line. Fath, handoff to Tipple. Tipple takes it across midfield, and he's going to be brought down at the Waynedale 49-yard line. So a gain of three on the play for Tipple. That gives him, unofficially, I've got him for 190 yards here tonight. And, you know, the thing about this offense is for Smithville, and it's always been the problem with the Smithies, the same way it was for Ohio State for years under Woody Hayes and, and Earl Bruce, was the fact that when you get them down, they can't do anything really going through the air. So it's not a quick strike offense unless they do it on the ground. And that's where the Smithies, the Bears just have to make sure that they only give up three or four yards at a time. Fath. Hands it off to Anderson, and Anderson's going to be stopped up and down right at the line of scrimmage. No gain on the play. Nice play by Ben Farrar and Nick Stutzman. Strasbaugh, I'm sorry, Nick Strasbaugh. And it'll bring up third down and six yards to go. Yeah, what we see with the Smithville team is, you know, you hear three yards in a cloud of dust. It's really three yards in a clump of mud, really. <laughs> in this <laughs> <Tonight>. game. It <laughs> in this game it is. Ball at the 48-yard line of Waynedale. Third down and call it a long six. Fath under center, out of the T formation. He's going to hand it off to Tipple. Tipple's got the first down across the 40 to the 35. Stumbles, and he's going to be brought down. He still is going inside the 25-yard line. Nice play by Isaiah Menue and Carter Brewer to save that touchdown on the play. Down to the 25-yard line, a gain of 24 on the run. Wow. So it's first down for the Smithies inside the Waynedale 25-yard line, first and 10, and we are down to 7.55 to go in this one. Fath again under center, sets his offensive line, turnaround, handoff to Tipple, Tipple off right tackle, struggling to try to get yardage inside the 20 and down to the 17-yard line. Gain of seven on the play. Make it eight on the play for Tipple. And he just continues to accumulate the yardage. I've got him for 37 carries and 242 yards. I would believe it. 
Second down, three yards to go from the Waynedale 17-yard line. Fath under center. Drops back. Fumble. Fumble on the play. Tried to get it to Tipple. The Bears say they've got it. Do they have it? The refs have not made the say. No, they do. They've got it. Looks like Aaron Spidell may have got it. No, no it, it was, was uh, uh, Reed Stanley. Stanley with the recovery. I don't think that was Reed either. Well, it looked like Reed handing it off to the ref, but... No, it was one of those interior linemen. The Bears jerseys are, are <laughs> muddy, so the numbers are mixed in. A big recovery for the Bears nonetheless, and they stymie Smithville, and the Bears continue to lead it by 12, 26-14. We've got 7.04 left to go in this game. The Bears come out. They've got the ball at their own 16-yard line, and now is when they need to be able to run the football. Reby out of the pistol. Handoff goes to Antoine Lewis around right end out of the jet from the wing formation. Takes it across the 20, and he's going to be stopped down right at about the 20-yard line. So a gain of three on the play for Lewis. Second and seven. Yeah, we'll see the uh, the Golden Bears look to run the ball, but still, still a decent amount of time on the clock. Um, they may look to mix in some safe passes, uh, some screen passes or five-yard hitches uh, here and there to try to pick up some first downs, but they're definitely going to not run a play until under five seconds on the play clock. 6.25 left to go in this one and running. Reby out of the pistol with Stanley behind him. Now moving a motion, Strasbaugh, handoff goes to Stanley, off right side. Stanley takes it out to the 25-yard line. Gain of four on the play, and it will bring up third down and two. This is exactly what the Bears need to do, is continue to move the clock, move the football on the ground, and keep the clock running. Six minutes exactly left to go. And why did the, why did the clock stop? I think there might have been a... A blood, somebody had to come out for blood or, or for some reason, uh, but they got it running now. We're under six minutes to go in this one. Final game of the year. Bears on top of it, looking to go five and five on the year, four and three in the conference, and finish in third. Reby out of the pistol. Moving in motion is Strasbaugh. Hand off to Stanley. Stanley off the right side. He struggles forward, dives forward out to the 27-yard line, and he is very close to the first down. And where they've got it spotted, I think he's got it. And he does. First down for the Bears at their own 27-yard line after the three-yard gain by Stanley. Big first down for Waynedale. Yeah, we've seen Tipple be the workhorse tonight. This is really where the Bears want to go to their own workhorse and Reed Stanley, you know, mixing a little bit of Nick Strasbaugh here and there and some Antoine Lewis on some jet stuff. But uh, we'll probably see Reed Stanley get a majority of the carries when Waynedale has the ball the rest of this ball game. Reby. With 5.14 to go in the game. Bears by 12. Reby out of the pistol. Handoff goes to Strasbaugh this time. Strasbaugh takes it off the right-hand side across the 30, out to the 32-yard line. Gain of four on the play for Nick. And it will bring up second down and six. We'll be giving away the Lems Pizza star of the game after this one. 4.45 to go and running. You know, and I would say if the Bears pick up another first down, then Coach Bazantin for the Smithies is going to have to start thinking about using his timeouts. Agreed. Second down and six. 
left in this one. Reby out of the pistol. Moving in motion is Antoine Lewis. Handoff on this counter. Gets it back to Reed. Is that Reed Stanley or Spidell? I believe that was Straw's ball. Straw's ball? There's a lot of mud, and that, it, that was Straw's ball. And he's got the first down out across the 39 oh, That was actually Reed Stanley. Was it Stanley? <laughs> okay. I'm telling you, these numbers are hard to see, but Stanley picks up six on the play, and the Bears have another first down. Another big first down, and the Bears continue the drive. 4-10 to go in this one. Spidell comes out wide left. Strasbaugh in the backfield out of the pistol. Lewis, wing left. Stanley, wing right. Now Strasbaugh moves up right beside Reby out of the pistol as they look at the back judge, and now they'll snap the ball, moving in motion. Lewis, Lewis gets it on the jet, coming around the right side. A good block by Strasbaugh, takes it inside, outside the 40 to the 45-yard line, so a gain of five and a flag on the play. Thrown in the middle of the tackle. Gain of five by Antoine Lewis, but let's see what the flag is. And it is going to be, I think it's... I think there's Sigmund... Incidental face mask, possibly. It's a dead ball, personal foul against Smithville. And like I said, this last quarter, these officials have gone personal foul happy. Yes, they have. And this is one of the things uh, in a rivalry that you get that you don't really like to see. A lot of kids you know, don't like each other. Um, or have gotten upset with each other throughout the course of the game, and then you get to see a lot of personal fouls. Clock continues to run. 3.35 left to go in this one. Out of the pistol. Low snap. Reby got it off to Strasbaugh. Strasbaugh right side. He breaks a tackle, but then goes down at the line, and there's a flag down again, thrown in the middle, and it will be a hold this time against Waynedale. So the hold will negate the run there was no gain by Strasbaugh. Reby did a good job. It was a low snap from center, and he was able to get the handoff to Strasbaugh, and Strasbaugh broke a tackle and then was hit right at the line and dropped. But the hold will mark it back to midfield, and it will bring up first down and 20. 324 left in this one. Waynedale up by 12, 26-14. Spidell wide left. Lewis, split left. Strasbaugh, wing left. Now Strasbaugh moves in motion to the far side, out of the pistol. Reby, handoff to Stanley. Stanley across midfield to the 49 of Smithville. And now Smithville is going to take a timeout. We will also. A gain of a yard. It will bring up second down and 19 yards to go. We've got a timeout on the field from Smithville. And your score from Smithville. It is Waynedale 26 and Smithville, 14. Where can you get food? Smoking with Southern Pride, the Fire and Ice Pub in Fredericksburg. Build your own burgers. Try our brisket and pulled pork. And every Thursday night is half-price wing night. Everything cooked to your satisfaction, so you'll come back time and time again. The Fire and Ice Pub, open Tuesday through Thursday, 11 to 10, Friday and Saturday, 11 to midnight, and Sunday, 11 to 8. Located just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. Need a satisfying snack on the go? In your car and don't want to stop long? For over 25 years, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru has been servicing the public and been a supporter of Waynedale High School Athletics. Like the Bears, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru has a history of tradition and hard work. 
Just stay in your vehicle and cruise in. At the Apple Creek Drive-Thru, every beverage and snack need is met with prompt, courteous service. Located at 23 Main Street in downtown Apple Creek, Art Weaver at the Apple Creek Drive-Thru wishes the Waynedale Golden Bears the best of luck. Well, it was Carter Brewer that was hurt on the field for the Bears, but he got up and walked off. It didn't look like Smithville was going to take a timeout, but then they did. So with 2.58 to go in this third, fourth quarter of play in the ballgame, Waynedale leads it by 12. They come out after the timeout, and Reby out of the pistol. Receivers out wide on both sides. Moving in motion is Strassbaum to the far side out of the pistol. Handoff goes to Stanley. Stanley off left tackle across the 49, down to the 46-yard line. Gain of two yards on the play, make it three yards on the play. And timeout again goes to Smithville. We'll keep it right here. So a gain of three on the play for Reed Stanley. Don't forget, coming up at the end of the ballgame, we'll have our postgame show and the Lem's Pizza star of the game. Third down and about 16 or 17 to go. Um, I think we'll either see the Bears keep it on the ground here and just run off some more clock. We'll actually make Smithville use another timeout. Or we might see, uh, if they do pass it, we'll see one of those screen passes. But um, I would imagine that we'll see Reed Stanley get the ball here. Yeah, I would guess. It, it is third down and 17 yards to go. 2.52 remaining in this one. This would be a big win for the Bears. It I will mean, be. Uh, I do see that, you know... The Bears staff, coaching staff, just requested a new ball be put out there. So maybe they are looking to pass the football. Um, But like I said, it could be just for ball security for Reed Stanley or or on the snap or to catch that screen pass. Three receivers come out wide to this side. Antoine Lewis, the lone receiver, out to the far side. Moving in motion, Strasbaugh out of the pistol on third and 17. Reby is going to throw. He's going to drop back. Throws over the middle. It is complete to Antoine Lewis, but he's shy of the first down. It's at the 35, make it the 35-yard line right there. So a gain of 12 on the completion. Timeout Smithville. We'll take a timeout also here from Smithville. Your score, the Bears will have a third, fourth down and five yards to go from the Smithville 35-yard line. 2.40 left, Waynedale 26, and Smithville 14. Family. At the time you need them the most, they are there. So is the Spidel Funeral Home. They have been family-owned and operated for over 125 years, so they understand family. When you come in, the Spidel Funeral Home will walk through the process with you, assisting you in your choices. That's how family works. The Spidel Funeral Home, in two locations, on Main Street in Mount Eaton and on Chestnut Street in Brewster. The Spidel Funeral Home, just like family, there when you need them. Well, what do you do, Pat? It's fourth down, five yards to go. You've got the ball at the Smithville 35-yard line. A first down would pretty much ice this game because Smithville's out of timeouts. Well, it looks like Coach Zerker's bringing his offense onto the field. We had we did see the Ridgewood game. Uh, he would do this, and Brevin would go back a couple yards and actually pooch punt it. Here we go, Reby. He's going to drop back. He's going to throw the ball on fourth and five. Throws it up near the end zone, and it is incomplete. Tried to get the ball, I believe, out to Antoine Lewis because Nick Strasball was right there in the area also. But it was overthrown, incompletion, and Smithville will take the ball over on downs. Really, in, in my opinion, not too bad of a gamble there with uh, where you're at on the field. Plus the fact that Smithville is probably going to have to start throwing the ball a little bit more to try to get two scores. 
Um, and you have confidence in your defensive backs to be able to defend the pass from Smithville. Smithville with 2.34 remaining in this one, down by 12. Ball at their own 35-yard line, first and 10. Fath still under center, out of the T formation. He's got wing right. Fath sets the offensive line, turns around, he's going to drop back the pass. Going to look over the middle. Throws a pass up in the air to Viator, and it is brought down and intercepted, intercepted by... Spidell. Is that Spidell? Aaron Spidell with his second interception of the night. And that should just about do it. And uh, no offense to Aaron Spidell or the Spidell family, but I would never think I would have said that he just out-muscled somebody for the football. <laughs> but that's exactly what he did right there. You know, him and the, the receiver both went up at the high point of the football, caught it at the same time, but Spidell just, uh, he was the one that came down with it. He did an excellent job. They went up, jump ball, and Spidell came down with it. His second interception of the night. 2.26 to go in this one. Smithville is out of timeouts. Bears will have the ball at their own 37-yard line. Reby out of the pistol. In motion is Antoine Lewis. He gets it coming around the right-hand side. Across the 35, flag down, takes it across midfield, and he's going to be run out of bounds. Fumble on the play. He coughed up the football, and let's see. I believe the Bears got it back because the referees are just walking away from the pile. So I believe the Bears got it back, but there was a flag down, and I think they're going to call a hold against Waynedale, and they will. That was a nice run by Antoine Lewis, and the hold just negated the entire run. Yeah, really, that's something they've tried to do the whole night, and that was the most they've had success with it, but that was the most successful time uh, that they've ran it. It is a hold against Waynedale. So instead of having the ball over the midfield stripe, it's going to knock the Bears back inside their own 30, and they're going to spot it right at about the 25-yard line. Boy, that flag came in very deep for a flag that was thrown at the line of scrimmage. 2.18 to go in this one. Clock is stopped on the play, so the Bears, it will be first down and 20 Five yards to go. Handoff goes to Stanley. Stanley breaks it across the 35 to the 40 to the 45 to the 50. He's in midfield, and he is gone. Stanley, the 20, 15, 10, 5 touchdown. Oh, boy, he broke it into the open and got a block about the 50-yard line, and he was gone. Big run for Reed. Stanley is fourth touchdown of the night, and the Bears are going to win this one. They're up now 32-14. to 75-yard run. Nice run by Stanley. Big hole opened up by the right side of the Golden Bears offensive line, and he was gone. Nobody was going to touch him. Nobody caught him. So Wanzik will come in to attempt the extra point. 2.05 to go in this one. 32-14. Waynedale on top of it. Wanzik out of the hold by Brevin Reby. Low snap. Reby dropped it. And Wanzik is going to just fall on the ball at the tee. And the extra point is no good. Boy, we are going to have a decision here tonight on the Lem's Pizza star of the game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it'll be the first time this year that... We're going to yeah. have to really have a discussion about it. I don't want to give it away, but it's between two players right now. Yeah. Now, Matt Zerker's coming out and speak with the official, the head referee, Dick Miller, 
at about the 15-yard line. I'm not sure what this discussion is about, but the Bears are going to be kicking it away with 2.05 to go, and they lead it 32-14. Smithville is out of timeouts, and whatever the discussion was with the referee, Matt Zerker walked away not happy about the outcome. No, not happy with the outcome of the discussion, but I'm sure he's happy with the outcome uh, of the game. You know, it's 2.05 left and up three scores. You know, we can pretty much count it as over. So I know talking to him last week after the the win against Rittman, this is a game that he really wanted to get. Yeah. And he's he's going to be pretty happy in the locker room. Very much so. This is a game that Z really wanted. This This kicks everything off for next year. You win, win the last two games, you're 5-5, five and five, you're 4-3, four and three, third place in the conference. Wanzik is going to kick it off. It's going to be taken in by one of the upbacks for Smithville, Brett Bauman. Bauman is a sophomore, six foot, 195-pounder. He fair caught it right at the 25-yard line, and that's where Smithville will start first and 10. They have no timeouts remaining, 2.05 to go in the ballgame. And you would think Smithville's going to have to throw the ball, but they have not been very effective at throwing the ball tonight. Well, they got two options. They can either just run it out and, uh, you know, accept the defeat, or they can run the football. Um, looks like we're going to get see another quarterback for Smithville. Isaiah Asian, or Asian uh, is going to come in, a senior for the Smithies. He's a 5'8", 175-pound senior. He actually started the season as the starting quarterback and then fast moved into that position. So Asian will come up to the line of scrimmage out of the T formation, again under center. Wings out on both sides. Now they move out to the receiver positions. Asian is going to drop back. He's going to hand it off to Buss. Or is that looked like Buss, but it might have been, been Tipple. And... It was Jordan Bus, yeah. I went against my better judgment. I said I was going to go with Tipple all night, and I went with Bus, and turns out I guess I was right. Gain <laughs> of two on the play for Bus. He has not carried the ball. It has been the Cody Tipple show tonight for Smithville. 135 and running left to go in this one. Smithville will not make the playoffs. They needed a win here tonight to have a shot, and it's not going to come to fruition. Second down, eight yards to go. Asian hands the ball off to Buss again. Buss takes it right up the middle, and he's going to be stopped at about the 32-yard line, so a gain of five on the play, and it will bring up third down and three yards to go. A minute left in this one from Smithville. The football season, just one minute left in it. We will be giving away the Lem's Pizza star of the game after this ball game so stay tuned for that we're under a minute and running left to go third down and two ball at the smithville 32 yard line smithies with asian under center barking out the signals turns around hands it off to bus again bus takes it across the 35 out to the 36 yard line that'll be a first down for the smithies clock stops with 37 seconds left to go in it but it doesn't matter the bears are going to come away victorious in the last game of the year Great way to end the season for the Golden Bears, you know, with a young team, uh, like we've talked about, getting that momentum. And even with the uh, six seniors that are on the football team, 
a good way to end the season, getting a, a big win, going over to Smithville and getting a win over your rival. Absolutely, and you can tell there's a happy bunch of Bears out there on the field. Ten seconds to go in this one. Asian under center, puts people in motion. Snap, goes to Asian, hands it off the bus. Bus to the 45 to the 50. He's going to be run out of bounds right at the 48-yard line. One second to go. The clock stops as he ran out of bounds, but that should just about do it. 32-14, Waynedale on top of it. First down, clock starts, the game is over, and the season is over. Waynedale wins the final game of the year over their arch-rival Smithville. Second straight year they've beaten the Smithies. And your final score here this evening, Waynedale 32, Smithville 14. We'll be back with our Lem's Pizza start of the game show right after this. You've been listening to an UltimateSportsTalk.com presentation of Waynedale Golden Bears High School Football. Tonight's game has been brought to you by the Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. Murphy's Promotions, call 464-1970. The Spidell Funeral Home, with two locations in Mount Eaton and Brewster. East of Chicago Pizza in Apple Creek, call 698-0555. The Apple Creek drive through on Main Street in Apple Creek. And Dutch Quality Stone in Mount Eaton. The post-game show is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Sports can be entertaining, confusing, and frustrating, but it's also fun to talk about what's going wrong with your favorite teams. And we do that every Thursday night at 7 on the Ultimate Sports Talk Show with me, Dave Mitchell. Can the Cleveland Cavaliers ride LeBron James, Kevin Love, and Kyrie Irving to an NBA championship? Can the Cleveland Browns make the NFL playoffs? Will Jameis Winston be a boom or a bust? And what will the winter bring for Major League Baseball? We talk about it all. Hockey, soccer, golf, NASCAR, and more. That's every Thursday night at 7 on the Ultimate Sports Talk Show. Only on your internet sports station, UltimateSportsTalk.com. It's time for the post-game and start of the game show. Brought to you by Lem's Pizza on the Square in Fredericksburg. Order now by calling 695 7111. Now let's rejoin your announcers, Dave Mitchell and Pat Mitchell, with a recap of tonight's game and the presentation of the Lem's Pizza Star of the Game. Well, let me tell you, it was not an easy decision for the Lem's Pizza Star of the Game here tonight. We had three guys that we were interested in giving it to. We're going to give it away here in just a little bit on tonight's Lem's Pizza Star of the Game. Post-game show, glad to have you along here tonight where the Waynedale Golden Bears round out the season with a big 32-14 win over their arch-rival, the Smithville Smithies. Big, big win for the Bears for many reasons tonight, Pat. Yeah, like you said, multiple reasons. Uh, send the seniors out on a high note who have, um, you know, worked hard for four years, you know, and even more than that, ended in junior high, you know, that's the first first and foremost reason is, is to send that out them out on a high note and a close second is to get that mo motivation and momentum going into next year uh, for this junior class and you know speaking of junior classes like I said earlier in the game this Smithville team's got a talented junior class especially in the running game if they can find uh, some linemen to to block for them next year they'll be they'll be competing for the league title chip wall will be back 
Uh, we expect Waynedale to be back. Nora Wayne will be tough uh, with uh, Jeremy Miller back and a running quarterback. Uh, so we'll see a lot of, of parity in the league again next year. And those seniors that are saying goodbye tonight for Waynedale: Dylan Galehouse, Dakota Fincham, Carter Brewer, Nate Fetzer, Lloyd Latch, and Tyler Seidel. So those are the six seniors that you're saying goodbye to tonight for Waynedale. But the underclassmen are talented. They're ready to go. And, you know, Bub, when you look at this, I've gone through the entire year without calling you Bub on the air. <laughs> when you look at this, Pat, and you say this is a big win for Waynedale, and one of the reasons is is because this team can take these last two wins that they got over Rittman and tonight against Smithville and parlay those into a winning attitude going into next season. And everything seems to be better. The workouts seem to be better. The, the, the practices seem to be better. The, the summer camps seem to be better when you go in knowing that you've won games. Yeah, I mean, take these, take these wins, these last two wins. Uh, take the wins over a good Norway team that people expected to finish top in the WCAL. Take the fact that you were leading uh, undefeated Triway team for 75% of that ball game. Um, you know, you take those good things and you put them into next season, into the workouts, and that really starts, you know, the coaches will start focusing tomorrow, you know, maybe even tonight on next year. Um, but, you know, let these seniors enjoy this and let the uh, – let the underclassmen go on to their other sports and, um, you know, complete those. And then once off-season stuff starts here in the winter uh, for some of these guys, then you're really getting after it, really getting in the weight room and, and figuring out how to win ball games and how to win a league title and make the playoffs. Your final score here tonight, 32-14, Waynedale on top of Smithville. We'll be back with the stat story of tonight's game and ultimately the Lem's Pizza Star of the Game Award right after this timeout. Tired of the same old national pizza chains? Try Lem's Pizza on the square in Fredericksburg, sponsor of tonight's Star of the Game. Locally owned and operated since 1996, Lem's Pizza offers the best in pizza, subs, wings, and now 24 flavors of ice cream. From the beginning, Lem's Pizza has strived to provide a high-quality product combined with great, friendly, hometown customer service. Delivering value every time with a hometown personal touch. Lem's Pizza is a proud supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Like us on Facebook. Order now by calling 695-7111. You know, you got to uh, give it to Brevin Reby and the rest of the Bears here tonight. Five touchdowns for Reed Stanley, two interceptions for Aaron Spidell. But Brevin Reby, he broke the school record for most passing yardage in a single season, breaking Bryce Kaiser, our halftime guest record here tonight. So, and a win. So you've got all of that going for you here tonight in this game, Bub, and a 32-14 to 14 victory. Yeah, uh, once again, congratulations to Brevin Reby for uh, breaking that record. And really, as we talked about earlier this year, in four less games than what Bryce had to do it in, um, Brevin basically sat out two games because of injury. And then that the year that Bre uh, Bryce broke it, uh, they had two extra games because of the playoffs. So, you know, if Brevin couldn't stay healthy next year, you'd certainly expect him to break his own record again next year. Absolutely. So let's take a look at the stat story for tonight. We'll take another break and give away our Lem's Pizza star of the game. Here's Pat with tonight's stat story. Uh, we'll start off with the Smithies from Smithville. 355 yards of total offense, 77 of that in the air, and 278 yards on the ground. 
seven penalties for 75 yards, two fumbles, two of them lost, 19 first downs, 17 of them on the ground, one in the air, and one through penalties. Passing for the Smithies, no shown over, one for one for 64 yards and a touchdown, and Justin Fath, two for 10 for 13 yards and two interceptions. Receiving Isaiah Vieter, one catch for 64 yards and a touchdown, and no shown over, two catches for 13 yards. Rushing for the Smithies, Cody Tipple, 39 carries, 260 yards, 6.7 yards per average, and one touchdown. Jordan Buss, six carries for 12 yards. Justin Fath, three carries for four yards. And Spencer Anderson, two carries for one yard. So what a game by Cody Tipple. Uh, I am not looking forward to seeing him again next year. (laughs) Not at all. Going to the Golden Bears, 379 yards of total offense on 51 plays, 7.4 yards per play, 145 yards in the air, 234 on the ground, eight penalties for 65 yards. Uh, No turnovers for the Bears tonight, which is uh, key going into next season. 15 first downs, eight on the ground, five in the air, two on penalties. Brevin Reby, 10 for 14, 145 yards. As we said, he needed 120 yards to break, to tie the record to 121 to break it, and he certainly did do that tonight as far as our stats go. Um, Nick Straw's ball, three catches for 71 yards. Carter Brewer, one catch for 36 yards. Aaron Spidell, four catches for 24 yards. And Antoine Lewis, two catches for 12 yards. Rushing, Reed Stanley led the way, two, or 22 carries for 191 yards, uh, 8.7 yard per carry, and five touchdowns. Nick Strasball, eight carries for 38 yards. Antoine Lewis, five carries for 13 yards. And Brevin Reby, one carry for six yards. So that's going to do it from here tonight so far with the stat story. Any scores? Uh, final on that Hillsdale-Dalton game, uh, Dalton upset the Hillsdale Falcons 20 to 10. Wow. So depending upon what happens with Chippewa, you've got co-champions this year. Well, Chippewa was up pretty big, so uh, we definitely have co-champions this year, and hopefully the injuries to the Hillsdale players aren't too serious going into the playoffs. Absolutely. We'll be back to give away our Lem's Pizza Star of the Game Award right after this final timeout. At Lem's Pizza in Fredericksburg, you get a pizza you won't get anywhere else. There's a reason we've been in business since 1996. We use the finest ingredients combined with friendly hometown service. We not only offer pizza, but great subs, wings, and 24 flavors of ice cream. Eat in or carry out. Lem's Pizza. Open for lunch every day at 1030 and Sundays at 2. And we're open until 9 on Sunday through Thursday, until 10, Friday and Saturday. It's not just pizza, it's Lem's Pizza on the square of Fredericksburg. Like us on Facebook, 695-7111. Well, you know, Pat, we talked off off air, and this one tonight was the most difficult star of the game that we have had to give. You could give it to Brevin Raby for breaking the, the school record. You could give it to Aaron Spidell who had two interceptions and four receptions tonight, or you could give it to Reed Stanley, who rushed for close to 200 yards, but he had five touchdowns. We finally decided, after some discussion, who we're going to give it to. We're going to go ahead and give it to Reed Stanley. Um, you know, good thing for, for Brevin. You know, uh, an accomplishment for him. Um, Aaron Spidell was big defensively. However, you can't argue with, 22 carries and 191 yards and all 
of the Golden Bear touchdowns for the night. Absolutely not. So Reed Stanley is our Lem's Pizza star of the game. He is being awarded with a large two-item pizza free from Lem's Pizza on the square in Fredericksburg. We're going to be giving those away all throughout the basketball season. And Pat, this final game, 32-14, to 14, your final thoughts on the season as we head into the basketball year? No, a good way to end the season. Um, I think a lot of people would say that it was a bit of a disappointment this year uh, as far as the final record goes, but we played some very quality teams, um, and that's that's good going into next year. They, they've learned some breaks here or there that go the other way. Uh, they're going to compete with these better teams. Um, you look to the schedule next year, you know, Tusky Valley is going to be down. Ridgewood will be down. They had a lot of seniors. Triway will be down there losing all those seniors. Um, so, you know, we'll get some good quality opponents going into uh, league play. But, again, very tough league schedule. Probably the best around, you know, counting the OCC in the pack. Um, you know, a lot of people t- don't think that the WCAL compares to the OCC. Well, looking at the teams, you know, you get an 0-3 West Holmes team that shared the title for the OCC. Um, let me tell you, people, it, it, it's down. So, uh, you know, a very solid league, and, and I'm excited for next year to see these kids grow physically and mentally and just come out and handle people. And I'm I'm excited for basketball coming up. I mean, we're going to be doing 22 games. I'm going to be doing 22 games of boys, 10 games for the girls. And, you know, on a personal note, it's been fun doing the games with you. I had an opportunity uh, to do a Ashland College football game years ago with Dad, with my dad. Now I get to do these games with you. So it's it's been fun. It was fun. It was, you know, I wish we would have been able to start sooner. But, um, you know, we started in with four games left, and next year, um, we'll, we'll get all 10 on this, on the schedule and, uh, next year will be even more fun. Absolutely. So our star of the game tonight, Reed Stanley, Pat, thanks a lot for doing the games with me this year. Thank you. We'll be back next year with the games. Now I want to let everybody know that our next broadcast game will be Tuslaw at Mapleton. That is a girls game and that will be November 29th. We'll be on the air at 7:15, around 7:15, because the JV game is before that. And then our first boys game will be the Waynedale at Mapleton game. That will be December 5th. So about a a month from now is when we're going to start with the basketball season. Well, I've got a lot of thanks to go out to, especially to Matt Zerker for being so cooperative with us for this season. Also to Chris Lapish, the uh, athletic director at Waynedale High School. We want to thank also uh, Chad Spurlock, the athletic director here at Smithville, for allowing us into the press box tonight. Also want to thank Greg Mitchell, our producer at UltimateSportsTalk.com. Our sponsors couldn't have done it without you guys, but also, most of all, our thanks to you for listening. For the final time in the 2014 football season, for Pat Mitchell, I'm Dave Mitchell. Your final score here this evening, the Waynedale Golden Bears finished 5-5 five and five on the year, 4-3 and three in the Wayne County Athletic League, and finished in third place. They win tonight. 32-14 to 14 over the Smithville Smithies until the 29th of November. I'm Dave Mitchell. Good night, everybody. You've been listening to the Lem's Pizza post-game and star of the game show. Lem's Pizza on the square in Fredericksburg. Order now by calling 695-7111. 
Join us after each and every game for the Lem's Pizza postgame and star of the game show. Join Dave Mitchell and Pat Mitchell next time for Waynedale Golden Bears High School football. This has been an UltimateSportsTalk.com internet radio presentation.